Resurfacing work. The highways agency say they've worked through the night to complete the work ahead of schedule. The Spanish owners of London Luton Airport say they expect to get the go-ahead for multi-million pound expansion plans in the next few weeks. The plans would increase capacity to up to 18 million passengers. The chairman of AENA was speaking at an awards ceremony in London. AENA bought Luton Airport last year. Councils in Buckinghamshire will publish a report later this morning which reveals an alternative route for the controversial high-speed two-rail line. The current path runs through large parts of the Chiltern Hills, an area of outstanding natural beauty. More from our political reporter, Paul Scoynes. Ahead of Monday's parliamentary debate on HS2, councils from Buckinghamshire and environmental groups will publish a route expected to contain more tunnelling and a move away from more sensitive areas of the Chilterns. The government and HS2 Limited say the current route is the most efficient and suitable for the high-speed line and say compensation and environmental mitigation measures are already enough. A father from Luton has been charged with killing his nine-week-old daughter. 32-year-old Adam Stokes from the Runfold area has been charged with the manslaughter of his daughter, Scarlett Stokes-Craig, who died of head injuries in January last year. He will appear before Luton magistrates next month. Guide dog users in Watford are gathering to raise awareness about their rights. They say some food outlets and retailers have refused them entry. Rose Evans regularly shops in Watford and says it's vital for her to take her dog with her. My dog is my eyes. My dog takes me into places and it is illegal for them to tell me that I can't bring my dog in but they don't have it they don't like that it wears you down in the end in sport, Wickham's home match with Bristol Rovers tomorrow is being described as one of their biggest games in the last 10 years. Both sides are battling against relegation to the conference. The weather, a misty start with rain this morning, sunny spells this afternoon, but thundery showers this evening. A maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Come and meet us, wonderful people, wonderful situation, wonderful location, good shopping. It's all about where you live. Quite a scenic location, willow trees, it's a nice place to go and see it. And all this week we're featuring London Colney. And it's got a village feel to it. But it's not what I call a village. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Is it a village or not? Three counties. What is it? I don't know. Is it a village or not? It's got a village feel to it, but it's not a village. Well, does that mean it's a village? How can a town feel like a village? What? I've got no idea what's going on. They've got it's the last day there. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Friday. And that's good news for everybody. Lots to talk about on the show, including kids get two weeks off in turn time, blind people get very, very angry in Watford, and HS2 gets more tunnels. Well, it might, well, it probably won't, but it might, but it won't. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Speak to you. Oh. That wasn't meant to happen. This was we meant to happen. Oh, God, that wasn't meant to happen. Currently. No, that wasn't meant to happen. No. no, that wasn't it. No, completely broken what the show. What is that R. Kelly? No, I've broken the show. Do you want me to sort it out for you, bruv? Could you, could you. While, while, you're, while you're doing Bear that... While you, no, don't worry, while you're doing that, we'll have some of this. Oh, no. Oh, this? Yeah, this is good. Hey, i got new boots on. Yeah, oh, this no, song's for you. You keep saying you've got oh, something Ian. for me. Oh, it's not that one. Something you call love but confess You've been a messin' where you shouldn't have been a messin' 
Now someone else is getting all your best. Stick with it, stick with it. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk, walk all, all over you. Woo! We're not really gonna play all of that, are we? Yeah, totes. Really? You ready? Yeah, totes. You. Cheeky. Slick mix there. Yeah, I'm like a DJ or something. Oh. You keep saying you got something for me. Something you call love, but confess. You've been a messin' where you shouldn't have been a messin' And now someone else is getting all your best These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you Yeah You keep lying when you ought to be truth in And you keep losing when you ought to not bet You keep saying when you ought to be a change in Now what's right is right, but you ain't been right yet These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you You keep playing where you shouldn't be playing And you keep thinking that you'll never get burned Just found me a brand new box of matches, yeah And what he knows you ain't had time to learn These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you Are you ready, boots? Start walking. We got there in the end. I, I almost broke the uh, the show, but we, we got there in the end. It's Friday. I'm going out to... Uh, I don't know why I'm muttering to myself. <laughs> I'm just muttering. <laughs> this is what I'm like when I wander around the house on my own. I do the washing. I'm the kids have left that there. Oh, blimey. Now, this is a good story. Three new schools are promising to make it easier for Hertfordshire parents to take their children away in term time. It's been a big story recently with Centre Parks getting in trouble with those adverts that, for a special offer that only happens in term time. Well, the new primaries will be run by West Hart's Community Free School Trust, who will set their own rules when it comes to pupil absence. They're planning to offer a longer school year, 42 weeks, but then allowing parents to remove their children for up to two weeks without risking a fine. Catherine Boyle has been looking into this. Catherine, what do we know about these new schools? Well, on its website, the West Hart's Community Free School Trust says it's opening the three schools to meet demand for extra places in the area. In 2014 and beyond, there'll be an increasing pressure on primary school places everywhere, really, but 
Watford and Hemel Hempstead in this case. The schools are free schools, which of course means that they will be state funded, but instead of the money going to the local LEA, it will go direct to them and they can decide how they spend it. The two schools in Watford are in Ascot Road, Ascot Road and Hem- Hempstead Road. And the one in Hemel's on Jupiter Drive, uh, which explains the name. It's called Jupiter. Ah, yes. I just thought they were being cosmic. No. Information events have been held this week, so future potential parents have been able to find out more. And the West Hearts Community Free School Trust is a partnership between local parents and schools, education professionals, Squirrels Day Nurseries, West Hearts College and the University of Hertfordshire and Hertfordshire County Council. So the thing that the parents will be interested in is that, that you can take your kids out of school for two weeks a year and not be penalised. How is this going to work? Yeah, we've um, from September, you remember the Department of Education ruled that state schools could not allow parents to take their children out of school uh, in term time except in exceptional circumstances. And the definition of those does appear to have some sort of variation between the schools. And with respect, you just to clarify, you are allowed to take your children out of school when it's not yeah, term time. Yeah, I know, just I realise I said that. that. However, because these are free schools, they don't have to abide by these rules. So they're going to be ex- introducing this extended 42-week year as opposed to the usual 40. Okay. And they'll be allowing parents to take their children on holiday for up to two weeks of term time without reducing the amount of time they spend on teaching and learning. So the idea is the final two weeks of the school year, which which is where is where any lost school time will be yeah. made up. It will still have an educational focus, although it'll be more relaxed, but it won't be quite the sort of I think this is, messing about that you get elsewhere. I think this is a brilliant idea. Surely everyone is is giving this the thumbs up. Uh, no. We've spoken I... to Christine Hood, who's the former secretary of the teaching union, the NUT in Hertfordshire. She's not backwards and coming forwards at the best of times. She doesn't like this one. We do have one of the shortest, particularly summer holidays in Europe, actually, um, because it's very important for the children to have downtime. It can get very complicated. Let's assume one of the parents is um, a teacher or a TA or works in a school. They could have one set of holidays. A children at a local, author- a child at a local authority school could have a different holiday, and one at the free school yet a different holiday. I mean, imagine trying to book school holidays and look after the kids under those circumstances. Yep, Christine Hood said things are complicated enough already. Currently, there is a local authority envelope. And even then, if you live in a border town, Bishop Stortford, Tring, down in South Watford, where you might have children across the local authority line in a different school, um, the holidays never exactly coincide, particularly half terms, and that can be very, very difficult for parents. Free school head teachers, what, what do they say? Well, we've spoken to Mark Lahane, and in fact, you'll be speaking to him in about a two hours' time. He's oh. the head of Bedford Free School. And he says that broadly this is quite an interesting idea, but he's a bit worried, same as Christine Hood, that it could be logistically quite difficult to carry out in practice. I think this sounds like a genius idea. What if you're a head teacher of a neighbouring school? So They wouldn't let me. <laughs> but In this scenario, they've let you. Right? What's, the, what's, what's their beef? So if you have a child who's at the primary school yeah. and your older child is at a different school yeah. and the primary school's saying, yeah, it's fine, take them away. Yeah. Isn't that encouraging the parent to break the rules when it comes to the other school? They're encouraging you to do a centre park, so CP as I'm calling it nowadays. <laughs> when, when kids bunk off school, it's now called a CP. Yeah. Uh, 08459 four double five five double five. Now, usually I don't do this, but uh, 
Go ahead on, break them off with a little previews of the remix. Now I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. The way you do the things you do reminds me of my Lexus cool. That's why I'm all up in your grill, trying to get you to a hotel. You must be a football coach. The way you got me playing the field, so baby, give me that and let me get that. Running her hands through my fro, bouncing on 24. Why they say I'm ready? It's the remix to ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama ruling that body, got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum, I'm like so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Bounce, 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 bounce. Now it's like murder, she rolled Once I get you out the clothes Privacy's on the door But still they can hear you screaming more Girl, I'm feeling what you're feeling No more hoping and wishing I'm about to take my key and Stick it in the ignition So give me that Let me get that Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24 Why they saying I'm ready, Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama ruling that body, got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum, I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Crystal popping in the stretch navigator. We got food everywhere, as if the party was catered. We got fellas to my left, honey's on my right. We bring them both together, we got juking all night. Then after the show, we Can I get her? Running her hands through my fro. Bouncing on 24. Come on, why they saying I'm ready? It's the remix to ignition. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama ruling that body. Got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum. I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have some fun. Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. I'm a ruling that body, got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum. I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Come on, girl, we off in this jeep. Fogging windows up. Lost in the radio. In the back of my truck. Bouncing up and down. Stroke it round and round. Come on, guys. You, you cannot you cannot start the weekend any better way than a little bit of... Um, who was that gentleman? R. Kelly and the Remix 2 Ignition. It's not Ignition. It's the Remix 2 Ignition. Or of? Two. two. It's of, really, isn't it? But let's not quibble. Never quibble with R. Kelly. You know <laughs> what he likes to get up to. Oh, no... The show's broken again. Kelly, the show's broken again. Sorry, Alice. Good morning. Hello. Um, the show's broken. That doesn't sound good. No, it's not It's not good, so I'm going to fix it. BBC okay. no, that's not it. Hang on. Radio. Forget that. Right. No, 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 no. Hang on a second. I can fix this. Let me just fix the show. Hang on. I don't know what's going on here. This is an awful mess we've got ourselves into. Right, be with you in a second, Alice. Don't, don't panic. No, right. That's fine. Oh, no, hang on. I'm flipping it this. No, 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 that's not the travel bed. No, no, that's not the travel bed. It's a real shame. Sorry, 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 sorry. Here we go, travel, here we go. Let's just get the travel. Oh, hang on, this is it. 
I think we come up with this, can't we? This, this is very relaxed, very Friday morning. OK, here we go. So we're going to get the uh, travel news now. we we'll go over to uh, our travel correspondent to find out what's happening on the roads and the trains. It's Alice Glossop. Good morning. On the speed sensors in Hitchin, the A505 already looking slow towards the centre of town. Then we've got some roadworks to watch out for in Hartford Heath. On the A10, a lane is closed near the Amwell roundabout. And also the Buckingham Pie Pass, we've got roadworks around the Shell roundabout. Do expect delays there because they may have temporary traffic lights at times. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. I have no idea what happened there, Alice. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll fix the show for 6.30, I promise, OK? That's absolutely fine. Thank you very much indeed. He smiles, but she doesn't see. I can only apologise. I've got no idea what's happened. I suspect Roberto Peroni has been up to his his Italian mischief. Very mischievous, those Italians, aren't they? Aren't they? Right, 618? Gosh, I'm in trouble. It's Friday the 25th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Three new primary schools which allow parents to take their children on holiday during term time are being opened in Hertfordshire. The West Hearts Community Free Schools will be based in Watford and Hemel Hempstead. The M25 has reopened this morning in Hertfordshire following yesterday lunchtime's fire involving an articulated lorry carrying cooking oil. And councils in Buckinghamshire will publish a report later this morning, which reveals an alternative route for the controversial high-speed two-rail line. BBC Three Counties Radio. No, that's not it. No, no, that's not it. If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this. What could I do? I started to scream, of course. I didn't have time to give my last hug, you know. But there is a way you can hear it all again. You're listening to a special programme on BBC Three Counties Radio, looking at the incredible story of St Albans woman Philomena Lee. Go to bbc.co.uk slash threecounties and click on Listen Again. All of our programmes are available for seven days, allowing you to listen to what you missed. bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Wouldn't it be great if Mrs Miller started singing this? <laughs>
Great call. I've, I've, I've put pressure on the team. I've told them this has the potential to be the best show we've ever done. It's a cracking start. And uh, on my my Facebook page, huh? facebook.com forward slash Ian Lee official. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Getting some great comps on the show already. Just trying to uh, boot it up. And uh, right, we go. Let me read. Let me read some of the cons. Joyce Stewart has uh, has posted. No! Please don't start playing Mrs Miller. So annoying, and you put me in a bad mood. Great stuff. I'm glad we're helping your morning this morning, Joy. I mean, I'm really glad you're in... Uh... Oh, hang on, no, she, was, she, she didn't like it, did she? Oh, disappointing. Now, a group of blind and partially sighted people are making a stand against shops and cafes in Watford who tell them to leave their guide dogs outside. They'll be gathering in the town centre later on in a bid to what the to uh, what they claim is a growing problem, in a bid to halt what they claim is a growing problem. Our reporter Ben and I met Rose Evans there yesterday. When it's very crowded, we have a terrible job because people just stop in the middle of the pavement and the dog then has to swerve to avoid them certain shops will you walk in and they'll say no dogs no dogs you've got to leave your dog outside and, and do you explain I the explain dog to them that um, it's my dog is my eyes my dog takes me into places and it is illegal for them to tell me that I can't bring my dog in but they don't have it they don't like that it wears you down in the end. Well, Sue Rowan is from the Hearts and Beds branch of Guide Dogs for the Blind. Sue, it, it's well, it, it's not nice to talk to you again because I can't believe we're talking about this. Yes, it is unfortunate that it is happening more and more. Rose, uh, who um, our reporter was speaking to, is right. It is illegal, isn't it, for, for places to refuse Guide Dogs entry? Yes, it is. Unfortunately, a lot of these establishments don't really know the difference between a pet dog and a service dog or an assistance dog. And um, they don't, a lot of them also find, that they think that um, if they have a dog on the they will lose their health and hygiene license. But of course, there's a specific clause within that law that allows makes an exception for assistance dogs. And that's everywhere, isn't it? Guide dogs, assistance dogs, they can go everywhere. They can go to hospitals, they can go to restaurants, they can go to Nando's, they can go wherever they want, can't they? Yes, exactly. I think the only place you probably wouldn't take a guide dog would be in the... A cat shop. (laughs) I wouldn't take a guide dog to a cat shop, you never know. Very good idea. <laughs> Probably in a unit in a hospital where sterile conditions are required, but generally everywhere they can go. And even if even if food is openly displayed, because there might be some people who, who might turn their nose up at the thought of that. Yes, I think they don't realise also that guide dogs are highly trained animals and are usually very well controlled by mm. their owners. Uh, how... How does a blind person, a partially sighted person, how does this affect them when they, they go in to a Nando's or to, a, you know, somewhere to have a little snack or do some shopping and they're, they're told, sorry, you can't bring that in? How does it affect the person? 
It does erode a person's confidence a great deal. As Rose said, at times you get really tired and fed up with it. We've had a number of guide dog owners who've actually stopped going out altogether because they're very embarrassed. They don't want to cause conflict and they feel it's a personal affront to them. It's really, really difficult as it is as a blind or partially sighted person to get around and this just adds to the stress and the anxiety of something that is living daily. So what's happening in Watford today, Sue? We're gathering together with a number of guide dog owners and sighted guides, and we're going to be popping into different food and restaurant outlets along various roads in the town centre where we've had a number of these incidents taking place. And we're going to be showing them information that we've provided on all different types of assistance dogs. So that includes hearing dogs, dogs for the disabled, those um, the ones that help epilepsy, oh. warning about epilepsy, seizure alert, etc. We've actually got photographs of these different dogs in their proper harnesses so that people can recognise what they are. And we're then going to do an educational situation where we just explain to them that it is illegal and that they could be deemed to be discriminating against a disabled person if they refuse services. So can I ask you a question about guide dogs? How, how um, skilled are they? If I, if I was blind and I had a dog and I said, right, Martha, take me to the library, would, would it, does it work like that? Can you tell it where to go and it takes you there? I'm afraid it's not that easy, oh. no. They oh. are highly trained. It takes us two years to train them. Oh, no, but once and they're trained, can they do that? No. Oh. Um, well, yes and no. Oh. <laughs> it's a bit of a question. When you work with a guide dog, it is a partnership. Yeah. The dog's trained, really, to keep you safely on the pavement okay. and to take you around and to stop at every down curb or dropped curb. It's actually the owner's responsibility to give the dog the instructions on where to go. So yes. one needs to be very well orientated. Right, OK. You need to kind of be, have your bearings and, and, and know sort of which way you're heading. And finally, Sue, I hope you don't mind, we'll, we'll, we'll get the details of where people can gather and, and, and meet later on if they want to take part in this. Have you heard of these guide horses... I think we've had this discussion. We have, haven't we? I, 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 tell you, I tell you why they're in my mind. Because I was with um, um, a, a sister at the weekend who's really into horses. And I mentioned the guide horses to her. She went, oh, don't be so stupid. I said, no, 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 trust me. And once we managed to get um, uh, internet connection, I showed her these guide horses. They're tiny. They can sit on your lap. I think this may be the way forward, Sue. So if people want to come and join you and support you today, what's the plan? Where can they meet you? We're meeting at the Barracuda Cafe on the High Street who I might add is a friendly guide dog establishment. And um, we're going to start from there. At 10.30, we're going to actually um, meet with the local MP and the mayor, who are also going to come along and support us. And they're going to do a blindfold walk oh. challenge and a bus drive, oh. which will be really Sorry. interesting. Um, so, so did you say a, a bus, they're going to drive a bus blindfolded? No, no, sorry, bus ride, my bus ride. No, I no, no, sorry, I got a little bit excited there. That would have been awesome. Um, we are doing this event as a combined thing with Disability Watford, who is a local service organisation who supports people with all disabilities, and um, they're going to point out the difficulties of riding on the bus when you are blind or partially sighted. Um, so that's going to happen simultaneously with us doing our access visits to all the different food outlets.
Well, Sue, I wish you the very best of success, and I hope that, with the greatest of respect, I hope we never have to speak again, because I get so de- depressed when I hear this story of, of, of guide dogs and assistance dogs being turned away from, from premises. So hopefully, you know, you'll be able to sort this out once and for all. Well, hopefully, yes. We, 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 keep, we keep our education going. And hopefully as time goes on, more and more people will become aware and we will definitely have less of these kind of situations. Sue, thank you. Best of luck. I hope it goes well today. Sue Rowan from the Hearts and Beds branch of Guide Dogs for the Blind. Lovely person and a good sport. As as is Alice. Cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Luton, the Kidneywood roundabout, uh, the London Road approach heading towards the motorway is starting to build up at the moment. Also got some roadworks in Stoke Mandeville to watch out for. Station Road is closed around Eskdale Road. Public transport all looking good. We've got no reported problems there. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Three new primary schools which allow parents to take their children on holiday during term time are being opened in Hertfordshire. The West Hearts Community Free Schools will be based in Watford and Hemel Hempstead. The M25 has reopened this morning in Hertfordshire following yesterday lunchtime's fire involving an articulated lorry carrying cooking oil. The Spanish owners of London Luton Airport say they expect to get the go-ahead for multi-million pound expansion plans in the next few weeks and councils in Buckinghamshire will publish a report later this morning morning, which reveals an alternative route for the controversial high-speed two-rail line. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wickham's home match with Bristol Rovers tomorrow is being described as one of their biggest games in the last ten years. Wanderers go into the match level on points with Rovers with just goal difference, keeping the pair above Northampton, who occupy the final League Two relegation spot. Here's midfielder Matt Bloomfield. It's certainly a big game, yeah. Um, obviously, I've been lucky enough to be involved in some um, important games during my ten years here, but it's certainly an important game, and um, you know that fact is not lost on on me or the squad. You know, we know that we know how important it is, and, and we're looking forward to it. We're embracing it, and. Uh, um, you know, we can't wait to get started. In the Championship, Watford go to Derby in League One. MK Dons will check on the fitness of George Baldock, Deli Alley, and Isle McLeod ahead of the trip to Rotherham. Manager Cole Robinson is also turning his attention to keeping midfielder Stephen Gleeson with his contract ending in the summer. Well, I'm, I'm desperate for Stephen Gleeson to stay, obviously. Um, I think the, the player knows what we think of him, what the fans think of him, certainly. Um, I think he's feel he's had a bad season, a bad two seasons. A bit indifferent, in, in not performances, but an injury. But I'm sitting down with his advisors over the next six, seven days and hopefully we can uh, we can put it on a table that makes him stay. Already relegated Stevenage host Walsall and conference champions Luton play their final game of the season at bottom club Hyde. Victory will lift John Steele's side above the 100-point mark. Bedford Rugby Club round off their season tomorrow, attempted Jersey. Club stalwart Sasha Harding and Brendan Burke play their final games for the Blues after amassing 20 years of service between them. And in snooker, Ronnie O'Sullivan trails Joe Perry 5-3 after the first session of their second round match at the World Championships in in Sheffield. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Not playing games. Not playing games. This morning, Catherine Boyle has uh, joined me in what I like to call Studio One... 
A. One A. What everyone else calls the lair. The lair. Um, <laughs> and things can get really sticky in here. Um, between uh, three and seven in the evening, and Roberto Peroni's on. Roberto's been on fire recently. Yeah, you've heard a show. He's been on fire recently, which is which in some ways is good, in some ways is bad. It means I've got to um, up my game now. Yeah, you certainly have. Got to up my game, Peroni. Stop doing good shows because it shows the rest of us up. Prime Minister last night. The Prime Minister last night. We, we got the. He gets the Prime Minister. I get Kelly Betts. What? What? How has that worked? They didn't even ringles, did they? David, if you're listening, where was the phone call? What is going on? The, uh, the best, the, the the best, the most highbrow thing we've ever had on this show is uh, Paul Scoynes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, really, flipping heck, David Cameron. You can listen on the iPlayer if you want. Um, should, we, should we have a song and do... You do one story from the papers. Go on. Oh, our nanny stole my clothes then wore them on Facebook. That's Mate, cheeky, I'm sorry about it? that, but let's do one story <laughs> from the papers first. That was the oh, story! That was a good joke that you just did there. Thanks, man. These days... Did you just call me a man? Again. These days, it's not unusual for young women to photograph themselves no, in their glad rags. Oh, I love that. Princess. And post their oh. pictures on Facebook. Probably in the hope of getting a few compliments from friends. Yeah, everyone likes the comps on the, on the FB, don't yeah, they? Yeah, of course they do. Although, uh, guys, I've just deleted my Facebook account this morning, guys. Have you? Yes, guys. Oh, OK, I'll see you next week. Thanks. But oh. Pascal Sherwin's selfies weren't only self-indulgent, they were downright sinister too. For the 23-year-old nanny posed for photos wearing the clothes of the woman she was working for. You are a very, very silly cow. Look what she's done all over the web. Why would she do that she is an idiot. <laughs> what a silly sausage. Gosh, yes. I wait four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to uh, join the giggle factory. Strangers in the night. I don't know. I've no idea what's going on here. This is exchanging glances, wandering. She's not even trying to sing in time of the music. Could you hear the music? <laughs> you do think that she did she go and record her bit? Said, so, do you know Strangers in the Night? Kind of. And then she did that. I thought that she was some sort of musician who was singing as a sideline. You tell me she was just, just a, a vocalist. Just a vocalist, and you can tell by these vocals. Oh no, I'm lack of the computer now. Look. Oh. But you can tell by these vocals. <laughs> That's quite incredible, isn't it? <laughs> oh man, I'm in love with Mrs. Miller.
photographs in the newspapers today. The first one, page 17 of The Sun, it's a Chinese fella dressed up as a panda so he doesn't scare a real panda. <laughs> yeah, but he's a man-sized panda he's standing a, up with a broom. He's a man-panda, he's a manda. <laughs> a sanctuary worker, he's, he's Chinese. Um, a sanctuary worker dresses up as a panda uh, in an attempt to stop the pandas seeing a human so they can be released into the wild. So they don't want to show them humans. I, I don't know what the photographer was dressed up as, though. But they, they go one step further. Even smearing himself in real bear poo and wee for authenticity. That panda's looking at him thinking, what are you doing? Those guys, or that panda might be, for the first time in a long time, thinking, what? What? <laughs> Look at the way he's scrubbing that's the why they're not. They're, that's why they're not mating with other pandas. They but want someone who can stand up and do the mopping. They want fit Chinese fellas. They're <laughs> a little bit slimmer. <laughs> bit handy with a broom. Now, where's the other photo? The photo, the photo of the day. It's in a couple of newspapers. We're constantly, don't let kids smoke. Don't, don't encourage your kids to smoke. How do we stop your kids smoking? Oh, where's the photo gone? There is a photo in a couple of the papers. I, th- I think it's of a Russian. Don't judge me on that. I think it's of a Russian. It's a Russian dad with his two-year-old son. And he's teaching the two-year-old. Oh, oh no. Come on. It's, it's a lovely family photo. It's horrible. No, it's a bit of fun. <laughs> he's teaching the two-year-old how to have a smoke. So he's, he's, he's sparking up. I can't. Why can't I find the pictures? Isn't that annoying? Do you think it's real, though? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, he's, so he's, he's, he's sparking up the fag for the kids, and the thing is, the kid he's, he's not he's t- doing the right face. He's not bumming it. He's uh, is that the word? That's when you yeah. That's when you make it. W- yeah, he's inhaling properly, and he's only two. That's horrible. Come on, Britain. I mean, it's one of those photos that's fascinating because it's so hideous. Listen, look, can I just say, look, Catherine Boyle? Now we're on the radio. Hang on. Oh, it's horrible. Upstairs in the office, you were laughing oh, like I'm a. Still laughing. You were, you were laughing yourself. You were laughing, and I was going, "Gosh, isn't that horrible?" It was the nervous laughter of someone who's seen something wrong. You. Oh, I kind of wrong, found the picture. Wrong. Have wrong you taken wrong. the picture out and put it in your purse or something? No. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Page th- if you if you go to a petrol station or a news agent, don't bother buying it. Just pick up the the mail. Page thirty. Take a drag. Dad gives his toddler lessons in smoking, and he's even the kid. He's even holding the cigarette properly. Hang on. He's, that bottom one. He's holding it like a fourteen-year-old does. You know the way that they, so you can stash it underneath your hand if your mum drives past. That one. Oh, if you read the story, it's actually quite sad. Don't read the words, it's quite tragic. Told you. Just look at the fun pictures. You're wrong and bad. Look at the fun pictures. Put down that chamois leather. Okay. And forget the turtle wax. Yeah. Or other proprietary bands of shining up things for cars. Yes. Nissan, just Nissan, claims to have developed the world's self-cleaning car. Japanese, isn't it? Japanese. This is what we've been waiting for, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mine self-cleans with rain. Yeah. That's what rain's for, isn't it? Exactly. I don't think I've ever washed my car. No. What's, what's the point? It, because you keep you it outside again, anyway. If you drive again, well, if you drive again, it's going to get dirty. Yeah. That's what no, cars road, do. Road, roads are dirty. They're dirty places. It's equipment. It's not, it's not a piece of jewellery to be shone up. The man, my neighbours, yeah. my neighbours have always got the man out. Yeah. You know the um, the man that the comes man. and fixes um, little dints and scratches? Oh, yeah. He's out about every two weeks. Hey. They must be very, very particular about their cars. You make it worth it, don't you, before you get the man out? The manufacturer's UK engineers are testing paint that repels dirt before it ta- gets a chance to take hold. Oh. It does so using nanotechnology, oh, which involves nanobots. manipulating the surface of the paint on a molecular scale. Everyone get that? 
Where, where do you ever clean your car, Just? Morning, Duchess. Um, huh? Yeah, I probably clean it, uh, what, every two weeks? Oh, because you're quite um, funny about your car, aren't you? Yeah, you're yeah, one of them. Yes, yes. Justin likes to wax his ride. Yeah, wax it down. I occasionally, if I've got the boys in the car, will go through a car wash because they like that. Terrify them, yeah. yeah. Um, but more often than not, well, no, more, uh, less often than not... <laughs> Occasionally, I'll go and pay the Romanians to yeah. do it because they do a cracking job. Fifteen quid inside and out, beautiful. Oh, for me personally, I have to say, a couple of weeks ago—not that I'm stalking you here, boss—but um, huh? I went into the car park and your car was absolutely gleaming. Thank you, mate. So you must have had your car washed, correct? Um, yes, I, I, I guess yes. so. I and, guess and the wheels were looking black as well. Yes, instead of brown. Thank you. It's okay. Just an observation. It looked nice. What? Do, are you here for a reason, or is it well, just to irritate us? Well, no, not just to irritate you, but uh, yeah. How was your kebab last night? My kebab was lovely. Uh, yes, uh, we d- spoke about kebabs the other day being dodgy, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go and have a dodgy <laughs> kebab, and Taste I enjoyed test. it. Yeah. You say? That, did you have two kebabs? No, just the one. Okay, okay. But you did you? You phoned up to order it? Yeah. I'm not going to sit in a kebab shop for 15 minutes. <laughs> VIP. <laughs> VIP. Come on. So, go on, what have you got for us today, boss? Well, you tell me what you want, and I shall deliver it on the streets for you this morning, somewhere in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. What would you like me to go Boyle? and do for you? I reckon, well, what do you think? Uh, when was the last time you cleaned your car? I yeah. don't think be, uh, you, people... You don't. don't see people going out with a bucket or a hose anymore on a Sunday morning. I think <laughs> unless you put your car in the garage, there's no point cleaning it. No, no one cleans their car. Can you find someone who regularly cleans their car with a bucket and a sponge? OK, leave it to me. I shall let report back in, what, what, 45 minutes? An hour? Wow. Yeah, yeah sure, why not? Yeah. OK, let's do it, yeah. OK. Great, great tune, by the way. Incognito. Don't you worry about a thing. Shouted by moi. See you later. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound starting to build up on the speed sensors just after Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. Also, the M25 starting to look busy. Anti-clockwise, a heavy going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also struggling a little around Junction 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 6.46, it is uh, Friday the 25th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Three new primary schools which allow parents to take their children on holiday during term time are being opened in Hertfordshire. The West Hearts Community Free Schools will be based in Watford and in Hemel Hempstead. The M25 has reopened this morning in Hertfordshire following yesterday lunchtime's fire involving an articulated lorry carrying cooking oil. And councils in Buckinghamshire will publish a report later this morning which reveals an alternative route for the controversial High Speed 2 rail line. Right, we'll find out more about uh, HS2 in a minute, but before that, let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a rather wet day, I'm afraid, today. Uh, it's a fairly dry early start, some clouds and mist and murk around. Uh, it's a fairly mild start too, but it won't be too long before we start to see outbreaks of rain, probably over the next few hours or so, just edging into southern areas of the three counties. The rain is going to be on and off for much of the rest of the day, and it could turn quite heavy at times. We might just see something drier and brighter this afternoon. Um, underneath the cloud, if we keep it for the rest of the day, then we're only looking at temperatures at around 14 or 15 
degrees but if we do get a bit of brightness we could see the temperatures whiz all the way up into the high teens that in turn could spark off some thunderstorms which we might yet see into this evening's rush hour so possibly some difficult driving conditions a bit later on um, either way you look at it it's going to be um, it's going to be quite unsettled there will be lots of wet weather around today and overnight tonight the showers drifting away to the north cloudy mild uh, mostly dry a night to follow certainly the second half of the night temperatures down to nine or ten degrees but a further band of rain is going to give us a wet start to the weekend drier and brighter on saturday afternoon the risk of a few showers sunday cloudy with some showers that's the forecast is it your last day with us yes what's going on you slacker <laughs> hi <laughs> i thought you called me something else <laughs> oh no elizabeth i wouldn't do that on air leave. i'm going to, on maternity oh why is that yes why? Yes. Because I'm having a little baby. Oh, isn't that exciting? Yeah. When is it due? June. End of June. Um, but I'm oh. going off now because um, sometimes I get out of breath, you see. <laughs> I can't really do my job anymore. You've got two months yet, for goodness sakes. Do you know... Do I you know, know, but when I have to talk for like three minutes yeah, on the it's television, hard work, I sound isn't it? like I'm going to expire at the end of it. And who wants to watch <laughs> a pregnant lady on television? Blah. <laughs> do you know what you're having yet? I do, I do. It's a little girl. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Well, you yeah. have, have lots of fun with that. I hope it all goes safely and smoothly. I'll speak to you in an hour, Elizabeth. Well, do you, bye. Thank you. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. How about a bit of murder and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century? I mean, one of the crimes in the book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice. There until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come in the next two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this programme. Nick Coffer. Today, I'm just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue centre in the paediatrics ward of the L&D Hospital. I'm in Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. How about a little bit of murder? BBC Introducing Kelly Betts. It's hosted by the excellent Gary Floyd, but that doesn't stop you having your say about it. Tell us about the show and this week's BBC Introducing track by James Bay called Let It Go. Thanks. You've left me with... Oh. Not much. Is it the one from Frozen? I like that. No. Let it go, no, let, let it go. go. Much, much better. Oh. Okay. BBC Introducing, you can hear it every Saturday. Gary Saturday Floyd! From 8 o'clock with Gary Floyd. Gary Floyd. It's very good. He's, ex- he's excellent. This is our Introducing Track of the Week. It's by James Bay from Hitchin. And it's called Let It Go. Not that one. Let, let let that go. We should get um, Kath. I'm thinking we should get Gary Floyd in for this bit. Yeah, to, really. It's to his do this show. Bit. It's so. his show. We should let him do it. That's true. I could give him the scripts for it. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, it starts off mysterious. Yeah, snow blows wide on the mountain tonight. Stronger than one. Stronger than ten. It's stronger nice, than hundred men. Already, you're liking it already. I'll give you my thoughts after this when we speak to Nanny Eileen. I mean, what? From walking home and talking low Seeing shorts and evening clothes with you From nervous touch and getting drunk To staying up and waking up with you I was sleeping at the edge Holding something we don't need 
rubbish delusion in our heads is gonna bring us to our knees. So come on, let it go. Just let it be. Why don't you be you and now be me? Everything that's wrong. Slamming doors at you. If this is all we're living for, why are we doing it, doing it, doing it anymore? I used to recognize myself. It's funny how affections change. And we're becoming something else. I think it's time to walk away. Nice, Kelly. You're welcome. Well, who is he and where, 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 when can I buy this on May the 12th? Uh, May the 12th? Uh, our price. Shall I, res- shall I phone up our price now and reserve it? Do yes. you think they'll sell out? Yes. Who is he? James Bay from Hitchin. Lovely. Lovely. But I have to do that. I'm sorry, I have to do that because I've got to talk about this on Monday. The government... Uh, excellent stuff, by the way. I uh, enjoyed that song a lot. On Monday, the government launches the next stage in the HS2 saga. No, don't switch off, please! Stay with me on this one. It's going to debate legislation that will allow the railway to be built. So it's effectively the planning application, which is why an alternative plan is being presented in Westminster later by councils and green groups keen to see less environmental disruption and more tunnels. Well, Alan Goodrun is the chief executive of Chilton District and South Bucks District Council. You're cutting it a little bit fine, aren't you, Alan? Not at all. And uh, good morning to you all. It's very important that we launch our alternative proposals now before the second reading. The real work, though, happens in the select committee in the autumn, and we're well in time for that. What, what's this, what, what is the alternative route? What's different about it? Well, the government's proposal, HS2's proposals, is part tunnel, part cutting, part bridges, part cut and cover. It's enormously disruptive landscape to communities 
They're spreading spoil, which they call sustainable placement, throughout the Chilterns. And after all, the area of outstanding natural beauty is, you know, one of the finest in the UK. We all have a duty to protect it. Our proposal, we think, um, you know, meets all those issues by having a long, continuous tunnel. And that's what we're going to be launching today. And that's got huge advantages, not just for the landscape and the communities, but actually for the engineering design and the energy efficiency of the route itself. So would it still go through the Chiltern District and South Bucks, or is it a completely different area? Well, this, this particular proposal really affects Chiltern. Uh, right. It does impact on South Bucks, and South Bucks will be petitioning uh, very much at the southern end, but the AONB issue is very much one for the Chilterns, and it does, it does protect our communities, and it has benefits on the edges of the district as well. So you want to tunnel through the Chilterns? We are extending and changing the alignment of the proposal that I don't the know what that means. Has. We're extending the tunnel, and yep. we're we're proposing to move it. Ah, so it, it won't be ah, so uh, it won't uh, be going through the Children's, but it will be going through Hertfordshire. Is that no, right? No, no, no. It's still going for the Children's. Right. We're, we're still dealing with it because the government want to put it through the Children's. We're not saying that's a good idea, but we're saying we can improve what their current proposal is, and you know we we will still be accommodating it in that sense. Uh, but it will go through parts of Hertfordshire, is that right? Not, not at all. No, OK. It, it, it's, are they going to listen, Alan, do you think, really? They seem so determined on, on this plan that they have. Do you think that, that this uh, alternative will have any sway? Well, there's an enormous amount of good work done by uh, lots of group, lots of groups on the tunnel, and a lot of that work was dismissed in the environmental statement. You know, we felt we had to put some credible evidence together and I think in this proposal, and bearing in mind, I think it's going to get a lot of support. I think HS2 Limited, Department of Transport, are going to have to respond constructively, and we hope they'll take on their ideas. Because I think we, we'll be able to demonstrate that not only is it better, we can reduce the whole life costs of the tunnel operation and the operation through the Chilterns. Alan, I appreciate your time this morning. Well, no doubt we'll speak uh, at a later date to find out how things are going. Alan Goodrun, Chief Executive of Chiltern District and South Bucks District Council. Uh, you can have your say on that. And, of course, we'll be talking more after uh, seven about the, uh, the the proposal for these new schools that would have a longer uh, working year, 42 weeks instead of 40. But, but you could take your kids out for two weeks of that year without being penalised. I think it's a good idea. I feel sorry, though, for the kids that won't go on holiday and will end up doing an extra two weeks. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound starting to build up around Junction 9 for Redbourne. Also, the M25 anti-clockwise looking busy. Slow going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also, very slow at the moment around Junction 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Would you send your kids to a school that had an extra two weeks in the year? Which will mean you could take them out on holiday anytime you wanted for two weeks and not get penalised. I think that sounds like a cracking idea. Who could disagree? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the news now. Here's Simon Oxley. 
technical and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. The headlines, Hertfordshire Free Schools to allow term-time holidays. M25 reopens after lorry fire and Buckinghamshire Council's proposed new route for HS2. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three new primary schools which allow parents to take their children on holiday during term-time are being opened in Hertfordshire. The West Hearts Community Free Schools will be based in Watford and Hemel Hempstead and plan to have a 42-week school year rather than the current 40 weeks. But Christine Hood, the former Secretary of the NUT and Hertfordshire says allowing children to be absent two weeks a year could be difficult in reality. Let's assume one of the parents is um, a teacher or a TA or works in a school. They could have one set of holidays. A child at a local authority school could have a different holiday and one at the free school yet a different holiday. I mean, imagine trying to book school holidays and look after the kids under those circumstances. The M25 has reopened this morning in Hertfordshire following yesterday lunchtime's fire involving an articulated lorry carrying cooking oil. The anti-clockwise carriageway was closed between junctions 23 and 21A until around 4 o'clock this morning for resurfacing work. The Spanish owners of London Luton Airport say they expect to get the go-ahead for multi-million pound expansion plans in the next few weeks. The plans would increase capacity to up to 18 million passengers. The chairman of AENA was speaking at an awards ceremony in London. AENA bought Luton Airport last year. Councils in Buckinghamshire will publish a report later this morning which reveals an alternative route for the controversial High Speed 2 rail line. The current path runs through large parts of the Chiltern Hills, an area of outstanding natural beauty. More from our political reporter, Paul Scoynes. Ahead of Monday's parliamentary debate on HS2, councils from Buckinghamshire and environmental groups will publish a route expected to contain more tunnelling and a move away from more sensitive areas of the Chilterns. The government and HS2 Limited say the current route is the most efficient and suitable for the high-speed line and say compensation and environmental mitigation measures are already enough. A father from Luton has been charged with killing his nine-week-old daughter, 32-year-old Adam Stokes from the Runfold area has been charged with the manslaughter of his daughter Scarlett Stokes Craig who died of head injuries in January last year. He will appear before Luton Magistrates next month. Guide dog users in Watford are gathering in the town centre this morning to raise awareness about their rights. They say some food outlets and retailers have refused them entry. Campaigner Sue Rowan told this programme there's a need to educate shop owners. It is happening more and more. Unfortunately a lot of these establishments don't really know the difference between a pet dog and a service dog dog or an assistance dog. We've had a number of guide dog owners who've actually stopped going out altogether because they're very embarrassed. They don't want to cause conflict. In sport, Wickham's home match with Bristol Rovers tomorrow is being described as one of their biggest games in the last 10 years. Both sides are battling against relegation to the conference. The weather, a misty start with rain this morning, some sunny spells this afternoon, but thundery showers this evening, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. If you walk around down by the riverside, you'll meet people from all over. Every one of them will wave and say hello. All this week, we're featuring London Colney. The favourite bit about London Colney are the people. There's such a mix of people. It's very cosmopolitan. It's all about where you live. Yeah, I'm a Cody girl at heart. I would never move anywhere else. The Big Tour. BBC Three Counties Radio. Can't 
a falling star and put it in your pocket, never let it fade away. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket, save it for a rainy day. No idea what's going on. The show is broken. By the way, I said this show had the potential to be the best one we've ever done. Stand down, team. Stand down. Let's just say I dropped the baton during the relay. It no longer has that potential. It can definitely be in the top 100 that we've ever done. No, 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 no. We can't bring this one back. It's like the fellow in Flatliners who actually dies. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Kids get two weeks off in term time. Blind people get angry in Watford. And when was the last time you washed your car? Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, but I won't tell you the number. You can call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the school holidays have only just finished, leaving many parents counting the cost of another rip-off holiday or mini-break. Trust me, I went away to Paris and it was well expensive. But there may be a glimmer of hope on the horizon if you live in Hertfordshire. The trust behind three new free schools set to open in September are promising not to penalise parents who take their primary age children away for up to a fortnight in term time. The West Hearts Community Free Schools Trust says the longest school year they'll be offering, uh, which will be 42 weeks rather than 40, means they can be more flexible. Well, in a moment we'll speak to uh, NUT's Regional Secretary Hilary Buckey, but first let's talk to Dr Dr Sue Attard, she'll be the executive principal of one of the new schools, Jupiter Community Free School. Morning, Sue. Good morning. So is that, how will you manage um, children being out of school in term time? Well, it's, it's a bit of a, a deceiving headline, actually, because parents have to apply to us in exactly the same way as they do in all other schools uh, for exceptional circumstances to take holiday in, in term time. So that's the situation that we run. But it, it won't even be considered in other schools, will it? Well, well, we consider it in the same way. But yes, it, it isn't necessarily considered in other schools. But heads have the same level of responsibility that I have under the 2013 Education Act um, to take into consideration the exceptional circumstances. Okay. And so it would only be exceptional circumstances. So I couldn't say, for example, say, right, I want to take Johnny and Susan away to Centre Parks uh, for two weeks, uh, Dr Attard. Is that OK? In, uh, you would have to fill in the form and discuss oh. it with me in, in exceptional circumstances. OK, well, the exceptional circumstances are it's the only time I can afford an, a holiday and they've got excellent uh, flumes. Okay. <laughs> so w- w- would you say yes? Oh, that wouldn't necessarily... No, that wouldn't be an exceptional circumstance. Oh. So what would be an exceptional circumstance? Well, if, you, um, if, you, if you've got a family who maybe um, are, are in the armed forces or maybe the police service where people have had to be on, on oh. duty during um, the school holiday time and they don't get any choice. 
um, because of, their, of maybe the um, certain employment that they have. So, what, hang on, if, if if my wife was a police officer, we could take two weeks off in, in the middle of of, uh, of May, but if my wife wasn't, we couldn't do that. Yeah, well, it would be considered on an individual basis um, for each family. I mean, we run, we've run for the last two years a similar system at our school in Hatfield, and we haven't had any... We've had a handful of applications from parents for... Um, holidays in term time, but we've had 70% of parents that have taken the two weeks extra education time we put on. So hang on, what is this, what is this, this two weeks extra? Is that compulsory? No, 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 it's, it's voluntary for parents and for um, teachers as to whether they want to do the two weeks extra uh, at the end of the school year. So our school year finishes at the same time as all other schools, and then parents can opt into um, the two extra weeks. OK. So, so the, the, the term time is still 40 weeks with an optional two weeks extra? Absolutely. Well, Sue, in that case, I apologise. I believe we've been sold a pup. I, uh, I, 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 I believe you have. No, well, thank you for clearing it up, and I'm sorry if we've done you a disservice. Yeah, and the two extra weeks that we do also um, is not counted within our attendance figures, even though 65% of our children in Hatfield last year did actually um, attend school in those two weeks. And what, but what bonuses will, will the kids have for attending that extra two weeks? Well, it's, what we do is we do a using and applying type curriculum, so we keep those English and mathematics skills still sharp and um, using them in a, a variety of diff, different ways. And um, my teachers are facilitators of the learning of the children in, in those two weeks. So it's just a way of, of not having that six weeks of downtime and the, mm. Um, schools find really difficult in early And are the teachers keen to do that, Sue? Because we, we often hear, don't we, that, that teachers uh, work much harder than perhaps we expect they do, and a lot of their summer holidays taken up with marking and preparation and things like that. Have you found that teachers are, are, are keen to work these extra two weeks? Teachers in the same way as um, children um, volunteer. So, so I speak to the teachers ab- about the situation that's coming up for the two weeks, and their terms and conditions are, are the same as other teachers, and if they want to opt into um, doing the extra two weeks, they're free to do so, and um, for which they're repaid for that. Well, Sue, I, I'm, I'm glad you managed to come on and uh, clear up a few th- issues, and I'm sorry that we uh, may have presented it in a slightly wrong way. We'll find whoever did that and, um, and have them thrown off of a tall car park. But, Sue, thank you very much for coming on this morning. OK, thank you very much. Dr Sue Atta, of course, we won't have anybody thrown off of a tall car park. We will have them cleaned and uh, then dismissed. Uh, 08459 <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I do like it. I do like it when I have the full facts and story in front of me. It really does make um, my life so much easier. As it wasn't then. Right, should we have a look at the front pages? Yes, we have to, as we've uh, had to drop a guest because they have no relevance to the story now. The front page of The Guardian, 20 years since Britpop. There's a great thing, by the way, uh, people of a certain generation, and I think I may have left it upstairs, which is a... Sh- oh, no, no, there it is. There's a great thing in The Guardian, the G2 pullout. It's all about Britpop, and it's kind of, you know, hokey and, and cute and stuff. But, 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 they have three also-rans in there. Uh, they've got um, the singer from the band Salad. Anybody? Anybody? I remember Salad. I remember the cover of their album. Uh, Mark Morris, the singer from the Blue Tones, uh, and also the bassist from Dodgy. I used to love Dodgy. I used to love Dodgy. I thought they were a great band. I remember buying the Dodgy album, Free Peace Suite. 
And telling my friend, oh, yeah, you'll like it. They sound like The Who. Don't you don't sound anything like The Who? I told Richard. You'll like them. They sound like The Who. They sound like The Who. These are the lot that did Staying Out for the Summer. Staying Out for the If it's good enough for you, it's good, good enough for me. I like Dodgy. They're back together. I won't be going to see them. But it's, it's a nice little pull-out about Britpop 20 years ago. 20 years ago. It was 50 years ago since the Beatles did something. It's mad, yeah. isn't it? Time just flies by. It really does. I kind of um, didn't really buy into the Britpop thing. I don't think the, ki- the kids didn't buy into it. I made a limp attempt at buying into it. I wore the trainers. I didn't. Re- I, 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 it was it was quite an exciting time, but I didn't really like the music that much. Nor did I. And a lot of my friends, there was a kind of Britpop snobbery thing going on as well, where there was a group of friends at my school. I say friends, um, and they only liked bands no one had ever heard of. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then we worked this out, and we would introduce different names of bands that didn't exist, oh. and they still liked them. It's, it's so odd. And it's a thing as well when when bands got famous. Oh, there they've sold out. They've sold out. Uh, rubbish now. Uh, you you want to get the first album? Well, uh, I've got the first album on cassette. You can't. You can't get it anymore. It's single. Cause singles. Cause Singles, because singles and the three-inch CDs. Do you remember those CD singles? Were they three inches or five inches? What's, how big is a CD these days? I thought they were always the same size. What size is that? Than... What size is Mrs. Miller? No. Well, no, don't don't give me the finger. Two, is that a two-incher? No, it was. You got because you got CD singles. What tiny ones? Yeah, and you had sometimes if your CD, you had to get a little adapter for your mum's CD player for it to fit. Do you remember that? After I remember, I was late for going to work at B Jams one day. Um, that's uh, Iceland for you Northerners, uh, because I fell asleep listening to the CD single of the Farms Groovy Train. Uh, was it Groovy Train or was it Stepping Stone? No, it was Groovy Train. That just had four remixes of of Groovy, Tra- Groovy Train. Imagine four remixes. How many times? How, how many ways can you spin that record? I'm at man alive, and I fell asleep when I woke up, and it was twenty five past five. I was due at work at five o'clock. It was forty five minutes away. Uh, boy, was I in trouble with Mr. Campbell. Not really, because I was working there illegally at the time. Why? Because he didn't give you a contract? No, I, I was 15 and I wasn't allowed to work there at 15. So he, uh, the, the, uh, he, no, not him, I, someone, I don't know, I don't want to get anyone into trouble, but basically we forged it that I was 16. And then when <gasps> I turned 16, instead of me being 17, I went back to being 16. My first pay packet at B-Jams, Friday night, three hours, all day Saturday, £13.60. 13, but one three pounds sixty for eight night for eleven hours work. Wow, yeah. that's what Kelly gets now, isn't it, Kels? Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much indeed. Well, I was going to look at the front pages. I haven't got time to look at the front pages. Just to let you know, though, let's see what uh, the Daily Express have cured. Oh, diabetes today. It's diabetes. Yeah, with coffee, isn't it? Got any diabetics? Just have coffee. Forget your insulin. Don't. Don't. Coffee helps beat diabetes. It slashes risk of disease by over a third, says experts. Drinking an extra cup or two of coffee every day can help slash the risk of diabetes. Let's put that to the test. I feel much better. It lowers the chance of developing the dangerous condition by 11%, and the effects are immediate. Wow. 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 Okay, thanks very much. 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton, Kimpton Road is partially blocked just near to the Luton Airport Parkway station after an accident. On the speed sensors, not picking up any delays around the area though. In Harpenden, High Street, heavy going in both directions around the station road. And also the M1 London bound, building up around Junction 9 for Redbourne. 
The M25 anti-clockwise very slow between junctions 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice! Always prepared is our Alice. Unlike us, it turns out. Right, 7.15, it's Friday. It's the 25th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Councils in Buckinghamshire will publish a report later this morning which reveals an alternative route for the controversial high-speed two-rail line. The Spanish owners of London Luton Airport say they expect to get the go-ahead for multi-million pound expansion plans in the next few weeks. And the M25 has reopened this morning in Hertfordshire following yesterday's lunchtime's fire involving an articulated lorry carrying cooking oil. It's reopened. This, every time I read this sentence, it feels like there's something wrong, but I think it's me. Let me read that again. The M25 has reopened this morning in Hertfordshire following yesterday's lunchtime's fire. It was me. I apologise. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Parks, there's so many around here for children. And it's just got such a nice atmosphere and everyone's really friendly. Inviting everyone to where you live. Probably the best place to live for a good community, good lifestyle, friendliness. And all this week we're featuring London Colney. Just step out of the house, perch into the fields and it is very picturesque. The, The green down the bottom end there. It's by the river. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Oh, I think the roads really do need to be looked at, resurfaced. Our high street needs resurfaced. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I mean, if I had opportunity, I'd live here like you know, in London County. I like it very much. Yeah, I'm a Cody girl at heart. I would never move anywhere else. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, lovely. Now... A group of blind people are heading for Watford later to challenge what they say is an increasing number of shops and cafes where guide dogs are effectively banned. They argue that being told to leave dogs outside is like asking someone who can't walk to get out of their wheelchair and hobble in. But that claim isn't necessarily something all blind and partially sighted people would agree with. Some feel that the dog is being overly relied upon and people could have just as much freedom, if not more, if they were given better training early in their blindness. Well, Jessica Collette volunteers with Sight Concern in Bedfordshire. She also has a guide dog. Morning, Jessica. Good morning. What's your response to, to those people who say you'd be better off if you'd been offered more training? Um, more training? I don't think they could have given me any more training. I mean, guess you are saying from guide dogs themselves. Or you do you mean earlier? Well, just your, earlier training when you become blind so that you don't rely on the guide dogs. Um, You're more independent. Well... I've been visually impaired from birth, so I don't know what extra training I could have had. Um, I suppose so, yes. Yeah. Yes. How important is your dog to you? Um, she is very important, but she is not the be-all and end-all. I mean, I can very well get around without her. Um, but I've been owning guide dogs for the last 16 years. I got my first dog when I was 18, and I'm in my 30s now. So I think confidence, life experience gives you confidence anyway, I think can do if you have good experiences mm. um but i think i don't think they could have given me any more training to mm. be honest i don't think i could have had more no it's different for you jessica because you, you as you say were, were, were blind from birth yeah uh, but what about people who become blind later in their life what what kind of help is given to them um unless you ask for it not a lot to be honest yeah um things i mean people can really slip through the net and just be completely 
the, the authorities can be completely unaware of these people, and not just adults. I mean, some children um, manage to slip through. Um, but for a lot of adults, it's difficult to... I mean, they have to start almost learning everything mm. right over again. I mean, everything from tiny shoelace to, to being able to get to the local shop. It, it's all a massive challenge. Um, and who is there that helps? Obviously, site concern would help. Do, do, do GPs help? Is there a, a kind of training in, on the NHS? N- not really. I mean, there is local authority um, sensory impairment teams um, for deaf and blind and for deaf blind, and they do give long cane training, um, rehabilitation uh, training with, you know, as I said before, relearning skills and everyday stuff. Um <laughs> But you have to kind of ask for it. A mm. GP is the person to um, ask for those kind of services and for uh, low vision clinics, etc. Um, you have to go through your GP. It's not like you can just go to your local charity and think, oh, I can go in and just pick up whatever I need. There are those facilities, but for more important things, you, you really do have to go through your doctor and it's it's... It's quite a long-winded process. It can take a long time. And I imagine for those people that do fall through the net or perhaps aren't quite as as pushy as other people, it, mm-hmm. it can be a very lonely process, going blind, losing your sight. I can fully imagine that it would be, and I feel so <laughs> grateful that I've never had to go through it. Um, and my mum was brilliant growing up. She taught, you know, we just I had two younger brothers and a younger sister, uh, my sister's also visually impaired, but both my brothers are fully sighted, so we just had to get on with it. Mm. Um, and thank goodness, really, because it, I think I might have struggled as an adult to do things that really should come second nature. I mean, my daughter's 11 years old now, and she's off. She takes herself to school. She does her own breakfast. She does her own packed lunches. And because I've taught her, and my mum taught me exactly the same as you would any other child, so I think I've been lucky, but it's... It must be absolutely awful to have to relearn everything all over again and to lose, I think, so much independence. I mean, a lot. Of, I think the worst thing that people um, have to go through is losing their driving licence, having their mm. driving licence actually physically taken away. Well, it's even small things as well. I couldn't imagine, I mean, I'm sure I could learn to do it if I had to, but even making a cup of tea. It's not easy. I mean, I've got a useful amount of sight, but I've, where I've... Um, had to go through volunteering process for sight concern and all their training. You have to do blindfolded uh, tasks, and it is difficult. Um, and also with guide dogs, when I first got my first dog, we um, did a blindfolded walk as well, yeah. which was really strange for me because I've always had a, a, a useful amount of sight um, to at least see where the curbs are, or if I'm just approaching maybe a, a post or something like that, I can just about make it out. But to actually see absolutely nothing was quite frightening. Now, you're, when your your um, uh, your guide dog retires, you're you're not going to get a new one, is that right? I'm I'm really not sure yet. I I I could cope without a dog now, yeah. and occasionally I do think, wow, this is just a lot of hassle for a short journey, um, especially if, say, for example, is an absolutely packed bus full of elderly people who you don't really want to ask to move. And you don't. I really don't want to stand up on the bus for no. twenty-five minutes. Oh, Jessica, if I if I had a, if I had a guide dog with me, I'd be lording it all over those old oh, people. No, oh, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> I can't see. I've got a guide dog. Oh, I'd well, be doing all that. I think I have been there and done that in the past. It's, <laughs> it's probably in my late teens, early twenties. Yeah. Where you think, oh, you don't care. Just make a scene. Really yeah. carry on. <laughs> um, 
been there, done that, and I'm just I'm a bit more for a quiet life these days. Do you ever the, the reason this protest is happening uh, today is because a significant number of uh, people who have guide dogs have been turned away from restaurants, cafes, shops, places like that. Has that ever happened to you? Um, I have been turned away. Well. Only in one place have I been physically turned away and refused, completely refused entry. I'm quite good at talking my way into places. Um, uh, I have, I'm quite persuasive. <laughs> or or, or I as, as I like to call it, Jessica, you're quite gobby, I think. Oh, is, that, uh, is, that, is that right? You've been speaking to people. Though, <laughs> yeah, I thought um, so. Yeah, I tend to um, try and talk my way into places um, and really explain to people and and don't take no for an answer i'm very but I'm you shouldn't you shouldn't have had to do that because it's illegal isn't it for them it to is. turn you away so it, it must what, what, was it embarrassing was it did it get you angry how did you feel it's i get that kind of instant irritation and you have to kind of swallow it and yep. think no calm down be patient there you know and you have to understand that a lot of people who come to this country where they've come from places where dogs are not friendly. Yep. They have a lot of street dogs that have diseases. A lot of people are frightened of dogs. A lot of children are frightened of dogs. Even British children who, yep. you know, grow up with dogs are still frightened. And you have to take that in, into consideration. And um, But it is very frustrating to be refused entry. And, and sometimes it can be almost devastating because especially if you're a first-time guide dog owner and you've You've never been refused entry to anywhere and you're really not confident in your rights or knowing exactly what to say. It can be really distressing, especially if you're refused entry to transport, for example, um, private hire taxis. I mean, I have been refused uh, from a taxi in the past and I've had them just drive away. Um, not even wow. stop. See, and I've been with people that said that was our taxi. Oh, so hang on. So the taxi's yeah. sort, of, sort of pulled up, slowed down a bit, seen the dog, and just just yeah. gone on. Yeah, that's <sighs> happened to me a few times. But wow. um, luckily, it's where I've been waiting at home for a taxi. Yeah. But if you can imagine waiting somewhere that you don't know where you are, you don't know your way to or from anywhere in that area, you're stranded. It's very frightening. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's. I must be quite lucky because it doesn't happen to me very often anymore. Yeah. But speaking to um, various friends and on forums and uh, social media, there's a lot of it happens a lot, a lot more than you would expect, and it's it's not right. It really shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be happening. Hopefully, this this uh, protest is perhaps a strong word. This demonstration uh, uh, later on today in uh, Watford will change a few people's minds. Jessica, thank you very much, Jessica Collette. Uh, works with uh, Site Concern in Bedfordshire. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'd love to hear from you if uh, you have gone blind later in life. I can't even begin to imagine what that's like. How upsetting that must be. I'm trying to think if I can if I can mention the thing I was going to mention. Yeah, I think I can. I don't think it's too insensitive. Oh, to... I love it when you say this. I don't think it's too insensitive to mention it after this. It's about blind people. Go on, then. There is a website. Blind people, um, they are... If you know where to, uh, in inverted commas, look, uh, they are very well catered for. There, there, there is help in all different aspects mm-hmm. of life. And there is a website called... I'm going to say it once. Put your fingers in your children's ear. Pornfortheblind.com. Now, now, what it is... I think that's the web address. Kelly hastily goes to her computer. I think that's the web address. What it is, and some very, very kind, generous people have given up their time to describe in great detail 
adult movies and the action that's taking place. And if you if you have blind or sighted, if you have a, f- a few, sp- it's not for broadcast, Kelly. So don't even think about it. If you have a few spare minutes, I won't say the address again. Uh, go and have a little look, see for that. See if you can find it. And it really is. Um, the gentleman is walking into the bedroom and he is slowly removing his shirt. His shirt has fallen to the floor. The late and you know and it, so on. Yeah, there's nothing on it. Sorry, there's nothing on it. Just go- well, Google it. I did. Oh, what do you mean? There's nothing on it. It just links you to other links. No, no well, they, don't don't, don't tell me they've taken down my favourite site. That's sites. another service that's fallen foul of these cuts. <laughs> oh no, damn you, David Cameron. We'll 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 find it. Don't you worry. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can of course uh, uh, text me eight one three double three. Start your text three C R, uh, and you can send me an email. Um, and been getting lots of emails recently. Some of them um, have been nice as well. Uh, it's only some. Ian.Lee at bbc.co.uk is uh, the email address. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton, the Kimpton Road is partially blocked just near to the Luton Airport Parkway station after an accident. Speed sensors not showing any delays around there at the moment, though. Elsewhere, the routes heading towards St Albans Town Centre looking quite busy at the moment. Both the Harpenden Road and the Soundridge Road quite heavy. Also, the A1M southbound slow after Junction 7 for Stevenage. And on the M25, anti-clockwise, slow going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Councils in Buckinghamshire will publish a report later this morning which reveals an alternative route for the controversial high-speed two-rail line. The current path runs through large parts of the Chiltern Hills. The councils are proposing a continuous tunnel. The Spanish owners of London Luton Airport say they expect to get the go-ahead for multi-million pound expansion plans in the next few weeks. People buying homes will face tougher checks on their suitability for a mortgage from midnight. And the M25 has reopened this morning in Hertfordshire following yesterday lunchtime's fire involving an articulated lorry carrying cooking oil. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wickham's home match with Bristol Rovers tomorrow is being described as one of their biggest games in the last ten years. Wanderers go into the match level on points with Rovers with just goal difference, keeping the pair above Northampton, who occupy the final League 2 relegation spot. Here's midfielder Matt Bloomfield. It's certainly a big game, yeah. Um, Obviously I've been lucky enough to be involved in some um, important games during my ten years here, but it's certainly an important game and um, you know that fact is not lost on on me or the squad. You know, we know know how important it is and, and we're looking forward to it. We're embracing it and um, you know we can't wait to get started in the Championship, Watford go to Derby. In League One, MK Dons will check on the fitness of George Bulldog, Deli Alley and Isel McLeod ahead of the trip to Rotherham. Graham Wesley's already relegated Stevenage host Walsall. If I'm honest, this week's been a real relief, which sounds a bizarre thing to say, but anyone close to me will know that last summer I was really worried about what I'd inherited here. And, uh, you know, I probably quietly 
was was thinking that relegation was a distinct possibility. And conference champions Luton play their final game of the season at bottom club Hyde. Victory will lift John Still's side above the 100-point mark. Bedford Rugby Club round off their season tomorrow at home to Jersey. Club stalwart Sasha Harding and Brendan Burke play their final games for the Blues after amassing 20 years of service between them. And in snooker, Ronnie O'Sullivan trails Joe Perry 5-3 after the first session of their second round match at the World Championships in Sheffield. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 8. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. You might not ever get rich, but it's better than digging a ditch. If you go, you gotta know. This is what I'm saying to you. Do, 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 do. At the car wash. The car wash, baby. The car, I was hoping Justin was going to join in. The no. car wash, baby. The car wash. The no. car wash, baby. Gonna get your car washed at the car wash. No, not on that song, boss. You're not going to join in, mate? No, not on that one. Why, listen, why not, man? Listen, I, I enjoy with you destroying certain songs. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, mind have. doing that, but the car wash, Gwen Dickie and Co., you cannot mess with that. Come on. At the car I wasn't ruining it. I was no, singing it. I was no, playing, playing... No, come on. I was playing... i tell you what. I'll tell you what I can do for you. Yeah, go on, then. Okay, 42 seconds, being a, a former mobile disc jockey, talking up to the vocal there. Uh, the... Yes. You're not going to do this for 42 seconds, are you? No, just 10. Okay. I can do that bit. I'm not, I'm not going to sing that one. I, That's uh, all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, boss. I don't think we've got uh, Car Wash on the system, which is a real shame, because I was going to play Car Wash, but we haven't got Car Wash on the system. <sighs> mm, great film. Uh, no, it's a terrible Come film. On. It's an awful film. Come Nothing on. happens in it. They're, they're at the car wash. I um, have been listening to a lot of Neil Hannon, The Divine Comedy, Okay, yeah. and there is a song called Bad Ambassador. Which is a really, it, it, it's really put, it's quite a sleazy song, and it's, it's, it goes quite high in it. And I, I drove to, uh, from my house to London yesterday, and I drove from London back to my house. A significant journey. Mm. And I played that song on loop. And man alive, I was singing it like, I was wailing. I was driving up the motorway <laughs> with my windows open, just singing it at the top of my voice. It was great, Justin. Oh, I felt I love free. It. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to let you have this one, actually. Go on, I was actually going to do this tomorrow yeah. uh, on my programme. But why oh. don't we do great driving songs? Right. Songs that you sing along to that just make you feel good. You Here can go. only listen to them, and they only get 10 out of 10 when you are driving. Okay. okay? And you won't use... Are you, uh, 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 Are you going to use this tomorrow still? No, no, I'm not because I spoke to somebody yesterday in London Colney. I'm going to give you one because... um, Sorry? Yes. uh, uh, We spoke to a man yesterday in London Colney who said to me, Don Henley, The Boys of Summer, that for me is the greatest driving song of all time. And for me personally, that was going to be the song, that was going to be the song that I said to myself, when I pass my driving test, that is going to be the first song that I listen to in my car. Oh, ho, ho. Buffet in the corner. Where's the bride? Come on, guys. Bring your hand back. Take your shoes off. Building up to this one. See your hands in the air. JD Cisco. Taking the through to the Where's the mum and dad? Yeah, come on, come on down. Last orders at the bar. Here we go, guys. 
I'm hyperventilating now. Well, the reason we're spending so long on this is because it turns out our first story was not a story at all. So we've, we've got no, literally no content for the rest of the show. Mm. So you and I just, we can keep chatting for as long as you want. We can do this, we can do but, this, yeah. But the Japanese have at last invented a self-cleaning car. They'd have been better off inventing a robot that cleans cars and served tea. But never mind Japan, try again. So yeah. we thought we would ask the uh, residents of Beds, Hearts and Bucks, I don't know why I'm talking like that, when did you last clean your car? This is like the come down for me. Yeah. The last couple of weeks standing in, you know, all those important issues. Feeling like the big man. Yeah, feeling And now like you're the, the small man. man again. And now suddenly out on the street say, yeah, when was the last time you washed your car? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Nissan have come up with this, uh, <laughs> uh, this new vehicle. You think he's joking, kids? No, he no, ain't joking. Kids, I am not joking. But no, I have seen the video. Um, it's in the papers this morning, this Nissan vehicle. Seriously, oh. it does actually wash itself, uh, the paint they're using. Wowzers. So uh, this morning, in, I've been to Caddington in Bedfordshire. I've been asking people the all-important question of the day. And uh, listen out for this on the Mark Forrest Best of England show this evening. Um, how often do you wash your car? Here's what people had to say. I think I'm really going to like this one. <laughs> I'll get someone else to wash it for me. Okay, so how often does somebody else wash it for you? Once every two or three weeks. Yeah. Why don't you do it yourself? <laughs> too much time, too much hassle. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting old. Well, I'm here with Roy. Now, Roy, you claim to wash your car once every week. Surely not, come on. Once a week? It's white car. I, I don't like driving a white car when it's dirty. So why'd you buy a white car in the first place? Because I like white cars. <laughs> <laughs> so what, on a Saturday, on a Sunday? Is this the same time, on the same day, no, no. every single week? No. Saturday preps, Saturday afternoon, Sunday preps. Because I'm speaking to a lot of people who say to me, do you know what, I go around the corner, I can get it washed for a fiver now. Why do you still do it yourself and, and not get somebody else to do it for you? Because I can think of better things to do than a fiver and pay somebody else to do it. What's it take, ten minutes? And what sort of tunes do you listen to when you're washing the car? A bit of Engelbert, maybe? How can I listen to that when I'm outside the car? Turn it loud. <laughs> no, no, no. Bit of Release Me Down Your Street, they'd love it, wouldn't I they? don't listen to music while I'm washing the car. Brian, we're here in Caddington. Lovely village here this morning. Uh, I want to know, Brian, how often do you wash your car? About once every three months. Well, I bet your car's filthy, isn't yeah, it? And it's white as well. Why do you do yeah. it to yourself? Why do you do that to your family? The shame you're bringing on yourself. Yeah, it's awful. I'll try and do better. And I love this programme. All the best. Lovely. Thank you very much. Take care. Cheers. Morning, madam. You all right? I'm fine, thank you. Ian Lee sent me out this morning, wants me to ask you the uh, all-important question. How often do you wash your car? When it's dirty. Every six weeks, seven weeks, and I wash it myself. What do you think about those people who never wash their vehicles themselves and they get somebody else to do it on the tube? Well, my son's like that. He's got a white van and it looks black. His dad and his four-year-old daughter washed his van two weeks ago. What would you like to say to him right now across Beds, Hearts and Bucks? You can get the message across. You've got the weekend coming up. What would you like to say to your boy right now? Dean, wash your own van. Not get your four-year-old daughter to do it. Filthy animal, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Well, it's, um, I, it sounds like they were having fun, Justin. Yeah, lots of fun. Lots, lots of fun there. Lots and lots of fun. We've had um, uh, a message. I, I've thought of two things we can do here. Mm. Uh, uh, April has uh, emailed in, Song on a loop in a car. It must have been the day for it yesterday. I was singing to Led Zeppelin, I got a whole lot of love. Oh. I got a whole lot of love. I've never really even heard that song, so I don't know how it goes beyond that. What? Here's something. Here's what hang we'll do. On, hang on, rewind. You already heard Led Zeppelin... Whole lot of love. I've what? heard the bit that goes, I got a whole lot of love. 
I got a whole lot of love. What's then... your problem with I don't, Zeppelin? I don't, I don't think they're that good. Stairway to Heaven? Never heard that. Still. I don't know that one. We've got issues. What? Moving forward, we've got issues. So, with two things here, mm. and I really appreciate your cast-offs, Justin. That's all right. It's not uh, I'm thank you. you uh, and I, this, th- trust me, this morning, we need it. Yeah. Um, it's good to see some of the team paying attention. Mm. Uh, what, uh, so, songs that you listen to really, really loudly in your car. And also, as a little side issue, my car, we're talking about cleaning cars, the inside of my car is an absolute pigsty. Yeah, I've noticed. No, it's horrible. And on the floor, I, had to, I was trying to find my phone charger. Turns out it was, it was in my bedroom the whole time. Uh, but I had to go through the car. On the floor of the car, I have a mouldy Ginsters that's been there for four weeks. Yeah. Unopened. I have um, Malteser packets. I have um, caramel bar packets. I buy them when they're a pound for the big one. These are sometimes a great offer. Uh, I have several sandwich wrappers, several um, the, the parking tickets you get for the pay and display on the yep. floor, and I have a, um, uh, an opened box of eight handkerchiefs with three handkerchiefs in there, untouched, and a copy of Mojo magazine. That's all on the passenger seat floor. Boss, where's this going? Sorry? Wh- where's it going? It's going here, Justin. Okay. What's on the floor of your car? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Call me now. I've been learning from you, Catherine. That's the kind of stuff you'd come up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah? It is, Kelly. Yeah. What's on the floor of your car? Now that is a yeah. Um, the mat. No, oh. I wasn't asking you. I'm just oh. saying I've been learning from from you two. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of rubbish you come up with that no. the the, the, guys, the no. punters out there like. No. I can beat this. Go on. I can beat this. Okay. Now during that piece there, I mentioned to that man. Why are you calling it a piece? Yes, it, it, it was a piece. Not filler. Yes, yes filler. <laughs> <laughs> all, ki- all filler, no killer. I said to that man, do you listen to Engelbert Humperdinck when yes. you're cleaning your car? Now, yes. he got quite angry yeah. about serious that. serious business. Yeah. It was. He said, look, I do not listen to music when I'm washing the car. Well, that's something that, that I always used to do. Now no. somebody else washes no. my car for me. Um, okay. They're very nice Polish people. Do it for, what, six pounds, I believe, around the corner from me. It's a good deal. I would never wash my car again. I'll tell you why. Because the last time I did wash my car, about a year ago, I did have music on. And I, unfortunately, was washing the car and waxing it for so long when I tried to turn the car back on the battery was dead have you ever killed your battery okay. whilst washing your car okay right here we go here we go right okay mm, that's okay. a good one it's, it's a great one so mm. so far we've got <laughs> what songs do you sing really loudly in the car yep what's on the floor of your car I've got another one hang on a second Let's, okay we'll come to it we've got plenty we've got plenty of room this morning as we've dropped our lead um, what, have, you, have you ever, has your battery ever gone flat while cleaning the car? Very specific one. Catherine, yep. you've got one to throw into what the What are you mix. storing in your car? Because you've not got room in the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, OK, I've I'll buy a that. a pig push chair. Uh, I keep meaning to bin. And a deck chair wow. in the of my car. I've got a VHS video recorder. Yeah. I don't want my wife to know I've got it. I don't. I don't want my wife to... Well, what have you got that her. for? Well, no, she doesn't listen, she doesn't listen mm-hmm. to this nonsense. Well, what, she, be, what, where'd you get that from? Someone gave it to me. You bought it, didn't you? Yeah. How much? 20 quid? <laughs> so I've got VHS video recorder. Top loader? Uh, top no, it's, no, it's a front loader. Good band, though. I've Kelly? got a tent. I've got a tent, I've got wellies, I've got bat and ball, I've got... Um, I've got loads in there. In many ways, it's an extra room, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. It's my only room. Yeah. It's like a shed. Okay. <laughs> but I don't want that to detract from what's on the floor of your car, which is the, the main yeah. focus of the rest of the show. Yeah, mine's more boot action. 
The thing is, you've probably got enough content here for, for a month. Yeah. yeah. Well, all in Job five done. minutes. Well, the phones are going absolutely mental. I'm oh, surprised that Catherine yeah. and Kelly have got time to talk to me with the you way know what, they're... You know why it's not? Go on. Call me now. 08459 There we go, Justin, Catherine, Kelly. Thank you very much indeed. Turns out that pornforthebline.com has been taken down. It's been taken down, unfortunately, dear listener. Don't worry, I'll do my best to locate the audio. Uh, Trucker Chris. Morning, Trucker Chris. Morning, guys. I'm Lady Cat. Oh, I'll tell you what, you can, you can talk... Catherine, you talk to your boyfriend. Go on. <laughs> hey, Trucker Chris. Hello, darling. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I hear you've got songs to drive to. Uh, yeah, the songs I've got to drive to is Steppenwolf, Radar Love, and Golden Earring. Um, oh, what's their one now? Radar Love. That's Golden Earring is Radar Love. Got it, yeah. What's and Steppenwolf, then? Born to be Wild? Born to be Wild, yes, that's the one. And the, uh, what I've got on the uh, floor of my car is because my wife drives it. Yes, this is what I'm, I'm back. I'm back in the room. Go on, what's on the floor of your car? Yeah, well, my wife drives it more than what I do because I'm on the road most of the time. Normally, there's a couple of pairs of high heels, shoes, engine tight boxes, and uh, various jackets. And don't, stuff. Chris, Trucker Chris, don't try, your wife. Don't try and blame this on your wife. We all know what you <laughs> truckers get up to, you don't mucky puppy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've got a long journey to drive. You want to make sure you don't get deep vein thrombosis, so you wear tights yeah, and high heels. You know, even gowns in the cab and uh, the full-blown jobby, you know, when we stop the truck stop. You the, know, the, what, the what jobby, when you stop the trucks? I think we'll leave it there, Chris. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 So let's have a quick recap, Catherine. We've got uh, songs that you drive to. Uh, we've got what's on the floor of your car. Have, have you, you ever... ever... Let your battery <sighs> run out because you're listening to the radio while washing your car. <laughs> Someone phones up. So, uh, 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 Steve in uh, Bletchley, have you ever let your battery run out because you've been wash- listening to the radio washing car? Yes. yes. Thanks for calling, Steve. <laughs> uh, and what's yours? And what are you storing in your car because you've not got room for anywhere else? Call me now, 08459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Chesant, the A10 southbound, very slow between Turnford and the M25. At the London Coney roundabout, both north orbital approaches looking very heavy at the moment. Then on the M25, anti-clockwise, looking slow between junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Do give us a call. We, we, we literally were dropping stories at a moment's notice this morning. So, man alive, do we need your calls more than ever? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. It's seven forty-five. It's Friday, the twenty-fifth of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Councils in Buckinghamshire will publish a report later this morning, which reveals an alternative route for the controversial high-speed two rail line. The Spanish owners of London Luton Airport say they'll expect to get the go-ahead for multi-million pound expansion plans in the next few weeks. And guide dog users in Watford are gathering in the town centre this morning to raise awareness about their rights. Let's get the weather now. It's Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, very good morning to you. Um, we've got lots of wet weather on the way, I'm afraid, today. Uh, we're starting to see those showers spread up from southern areas, mostly across Buckinghamshire at the moment. Um, some uh, some lighter showers just developing across parts of Hertfordshire. Pretty soon they'll be just about everywhere. The rain on and off through the rest of the day. I'm quite hopeful that into this afternoon we'll get something a bit drier and brighter, perhaps, but this in turn could sparkle some thunderstorms. We might well get them a little bit later on through the, uh, through the late afternoon and into the evening rush hours, so don't be too surprised to see some quite difficult driving conditions a bit later on through the day so all in all it's not feeling very nice but if we do get some brightness this afternoon then temperatures could shoot up into the mid to high teens otherwise underneath the cloud sticking at around 12 or 13 degrees celsius overnight tonight they're mostly dry as the showers push their way to the north um cloudy and mild really but uh, the weekend yes more wet weather on the way a band of rain is going to give us a wet start to saturday rain through the morning clearing into the afternoon to leave something drier and brighter so that's probably your best bet to get out and about but there could be a few showers around still on Saturday afternoon Sunday again cloudy with some showers that's the forecast thank you Elizabeth every weekday morning the shop didn't want to give me them back so I went to the shop paid them a fee to get my cylinders back the JVS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems I went to speak to this company and I asked them what had happened. It took me absolutely ages to get through to anyone. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. After I last discussion about my cylinders, the, the governing body showed up at my house on the following day. And we could do the same for you. Thanks, Denise. And for the company for getting her cooker back up and running, here's your horn. The JVS Show, weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Even even Papa John Phillips in his most uh, coked-up, heroined, LSD'd state must have thought that was a stinker. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Lindsay's in Hemel. Morning, Lindsay. Good morning. It's a car special this morning. These are the topics so far. We may throw some more into the mix in a minute. What songs do you sing loudly in the car? What's on the floor of your car? Have you ever um, run the battery out of your car because you've been listening to the radio while you've been cleaning it? And what do you store in your car? Which of those would you like, Lindsay? Um, what I store in my car... You, you've done what? I store cheerleading pom-poms in my car. Cheer... Wow. Cheerleading pom-poms. Uh, is, it, uh, is this for you? No, this is for the kids I teach. You t- hang on a minute, you teach cheerleading? Can that be yes. taught? I thought that was just an innate ability. No, no, it can be taught. Anyone can have a go. Wow. So how many pom-poms have you got? I have 40. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, four or <laughs> six. 
And what, how old are the kids that you, you teach? Uh, they range from five up to sort of 11 or 12. And, and so what kind of events... Do, do they do, do they doing this at sports events or are there specific pom-pom cheering events? No, they're school classes with a company called Accelerate Dance and Fitness. Oh, yeah. Um, so they're classes that they do in school, before school, at lunchtime, that sort of thing. Right, OK. Can you, can you sh- t- show us how it's done now? Uh, not really. Oh, can you not do a sh- can you not do a cheer for us? Uh, I can do. Go on, go on. Wait, go, 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 Lindsay and Hemel will be doing. She's a cheerleading instructor. She, here she is with her own cheer for this show. Lindsay, away you go. One, two, three, four. Cheer team on the floor. Five, six, seven, eight. Cheer team, looking great. I A I N. Ian Lee is cool again. K E L L Y. Kelly Betts. Um, is gonna. D- that, that's not. No, that's not. That I didn't. That's hey. all. That's all I could think of. You were Kelly. gonna say fly, right? Yeah, okay. beginning with a D. Who writes the cheers, Lindsay? Do do you do that, or is, is there a you know is there kind of like someone that everyone looks up to as the greatest cheer writer? How does it work? Um, there are standard cheers. Sometimes we encourage the children to write their own, so oh. it makes it more interesting Oh, oh I would love to hear a five-year-old's cheer. I, I can't think of anything better than that. Is there, is there a lot of uh, call for this? Because this is an American thing, isn't it, really? It is, yeah. It's, it's becoming more popular now in the UK. Gosh, I, I, I think we might have to send Justin Dealey out to do a cheer with you one day. Lindsay, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much indeed. Wow, cheerleading. Who'd have thunk it? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. By the way, if you have a child between the ages of five and eight and you want them to uh, do a cheer for this show, then Matt, we haven't we haven't had kids on for a while. I, mean, I miss having kids on. Not the show. since Stephen, the thirty-five-year-old PE teacher. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was training for ten years. Yeah, he was. He, he was. Um, hang on, we, hang on, him. hang on a minute. We can do some cheers for this show. Ooh, that lady is good at the hula hoop. Winning cameras. Whippy, it's the Jubilee. There we go. There's there's our chair. Whippy, it's the Jubilee. That was Kelly Betts recording this morning, yes. <laughs> that was when she was sweet. Yeah. Me. Now, if you get to do a chair, it will um, all be basically toilet-related. You're, you're, well, if I got my boys to do a chair, it would all be about poo-poo, yeah. bum-bum and willies. Exactly. It would be without a shadow of a doubt. What other kind of chair would you, would you need? <laughs> <laughs> now, Kelly, you're, you're, you've got a, a, a car topic, and what we're calling car... Yes, I have. What we're calling Car Friday. Mm. Um, so you've got we're, lots of car topics and the phones. Don't do that. She do She's doing a, 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 a Kenny Everett in the best possible taste. <laughs> uh, we, we've, and the, the phones really are going mental for this. So if you want to call in, I'd, I'd suggest calling in now. We've got we may one, have one line. Two, we've got 12 lines free. <laughs> At the moment. So now's a great time to give us a call. You're not supposed to say that. Everyone no. else says, thanks for all your calls. We might just be able to squeeze one more in if yeah. you want to try us now. Uh, it's uh, a line free. Why it's why, why it because everyone is thinking, these, these car topics are so popular. Hot. There's no point in me calling in. I won't get on. Trust me, you will. Kelly, what's your car question? Car well, crazy question. Um, as you are a professional, would you? is it best for me to give the story first and then the question? Or should I give the question and then my story? Which, which would fill up the most radio time? Should I do the story first? Yes. Keep everyone in suspense of what we're going to ask. OK. OK, so... <laughs> I'm at a festival. No-one else is laughing, Wait, just us. I know. I'm at a festival. Yeah. I go to open my car door. You hey. know when you go the bleep bleep? My car doesn't do that. Mine's, oh. a, mine's an insertion. Oh, your car? Yeah. My, well, imagine your car did that. Okay, I, I've seen them. Bleep, bleep. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, great, nice. great technology. I go to my car. Until the battery runs out. Press the button. Yeah. No bleep bleep. Oh, yeah. Oh. I unlock it. Yeah. Open it. Wow, wow, wow. That's the alarm. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. I think, oh, well, if I turn the key in the lock, it might stop the alarm. Doesn't. Oh. Can't stop the alarm. Yeah. So we cut the horn. What? Type thing. Yeah. You must. So that the alarm doesn't go off anymore. Yeah, that's sensible, yeah. Brilliant idea, isn't it? Yeah. Except every time I'm, when I'm driving and I indicate, the alarms go off and all the flash. The <laughs> <lights> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, it wasn't my car. Yeah. No. Because I've tried car. to get in other people's cars. Oh, I've, 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 I've got in other people's I got in <laughs> someone's car. Work. There was someone in there. No, it wasn't. Not, there was someone in there. Well, <laughs> well, a while ago, we went to stay on a Greek island. I can't remember which one it was. Kefalonia. No, not Kefalonia. It was, anyway, it was one that was really... Anyway. And we were on this weird sort of resort with these apartments... And I burst into the apartment. Okay, guys, you're under arrest. I'm taking you all in for questioning. Oh, my God, I'm in the wrong room. I'm so sorry, (laughs) sir. There was a bloke in bed. There was a bloke in bed. And then we were were at a wedding the next day, and the fella sat next to me at the table, tapped me and said, that was my room you came into yesterday. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Oh, but we could, that could work as a phone-in. Oh, oh, Kelly's not finished, sorry. When cars go wrong... Call me now, 08459 455 555. Or wrong door, hilarious consequences. Okay. This is, I mean, we, we need to write this down. This is just right. gold. Okay. This, this, this will sustain like another radio here. station for a year. So, songs... Isn't Justin Dealey's cast off looking a little bit limp now? <laughs> songs you sing along too loudly in the car. What's on the floor of your car? Has your car battery ever gone flat because you've had the radio on while you're washing your car? Thanks, Deals. What do you store in your car? What was yours, Kelly? When cars go wrong. Uh, and have you ever have you ever walked through the wrong door? Yeah. There we go. I did, I've got a story. Go on. I was summoned to the headmaster's office, Uh-oh. not to be told off. I was a boffin. Yeah. I was brought in for praise. Yeah. Oh. So I sat there and I was very humble, pretending not to be smug face, which is what I Is this your do. smug face? <laughs> no. And then as I left, I said, thanks very much for your time. Left, shut the door behind me. <laughs> Realised say- I was in his toilet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we read about that these days, don't we? In order to leave, I had to go back into his office. There was a lot of that the in the 70s. A lot no. of that going on. And it right. was in the 70s. This is, this is it. This is it. Have you ever walked through the wrong door? There we go, dear listener. I knew we'd get there eventually. Ever walked through the wrong door? 08459 455555 is the... D- we've, all, we've all done the thing of opening a, a cupboard door, thinking it's an exit. I've done that. I've done that quite a lot in my life. More in my life... Now the phones are going crazy. More in my life than, than I would like to think possible. But have you ever shut it behind you and had to no. come out sheepishly? No, I've not done that. I've not done that. The phone Now the phones go bonkers. Mm-hmm. Ever walked through the wrong door? We've all done it. <laughs> I knew we'd get there in the end. Richard's on the line. Morning, Richard. Hi, Ian. Ever walked through the wrong door? Uh, I have. I, I'm, I'm linking the wrong door and, and the car thing. Oh, mate, bless you. You're very kind. Thank you. Uh, you, you need material, so I thought oh, I'd call don't up. Don't we, just Considering our lead story isn't actually a story, so, yeah, we need as much as we can get. Go on. Tell us, tell us what you got. Uh, well, a, f- a few years back, I was uh, standing at the end of the road waiting for uh, a lift from someone. Yeah. And uh, a, a black car turned up. Yeah. Uh, stopped, stopped in front of me. Uh, I opened up the door, got in, and um, the person who was driving didn't know me. Uh, it was completely the wrong car. Oh, no. Yeah. So, d- 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 what, what, did, what did you say? How did you explain your way out of that? Well, I sat down and looked to the right, and I just saw a really confused face. 
so I just quickly apologised and got out. They, they didn't, didn't actually say a single word. I think they were too shocked. Richard, thank you. For, I've, I say I've done that. Thank you, Richard. I've, I've climbed into a car, looked into the driver's seat, looked over and saw a blonde uh, woman in her 50s there, and I went, oh, I'm sorry. How terrifying must that have been for her? Some tall bloke gets in the driver's seat, looking, you know, unshaven and scruffy. Awkward. Ever walked through the wrong door, dear listener? 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Hitchin, the A505 looking busy as you head towards the centre of town. Also the A1M southbound building up at Junction 7 for Stevenage. At the Park Street roundabout, all approaches are looking very heavy at the moment on the sensors. And also the M25 anti-clockwise still slow going between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed, Alice. Now we go. Now we're getting there. First 52 minutes of the show was great. Then the next hour, not so great. We've found we've struck gold. Have you ever walked through the wrong door? We'll speak to you after the news with Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, the headlines. Bucks Council's proposed new route for HS2. Luton Airport owners expect expansion go-ahead within weeks and guide dog users making a stand in Watford. BBC Three Counties Radio. Councils in Buckinghamshire will publish a report later this morning which reveals an alternative route for the controversial high-speed two rail line. The current path runs through large parts of the Chiltern Hills. Ahead of Monday's parliamentary debate on HS2, Alan Goodrum, the chief executive of Chiltern District, and South Bucks District Councils says it's a credible proposal. Our proposal, we think, um, meets all those issues by having a long, continuous tunnel, and that's what we're going to be launching today, and that's got huge advantages, not just for the landscape and the communities, but actually for the engineering design and the energy efficiency of the route itself. The Spanish owners of London Luton Airport say they expect to get the go-ahead for multi-million pound expansion plans in the next few weeks. The plans would increase capacity to up to 18 million passengers. The chairman of AENA was speaking at an awards ceremony in London. A father from Luton has been charged with killing his nine-week-old daughter. 32-year-old Adam Stokes from the Runfold area has been charged with the man slaughter of his daughter, Scarlett Stokes-Craig, who died of head injuries in January last year. He will appear before Luton Magistrates next month. People buying homes will face tougher checks on their suitability for a mortgage from midnight. New rules being introduced by the Financial Conduct Authority are aimed at ensuring that prospective borrowers can afford the monthly payments. But mortgage broker James Lyndon Travers says the checks could be too tough. It would seem very unfair for some lenders to reduce how much someone could borrow purely based on how much they spend on their gym membership, how much they spend on haircuts and how much they spend 
eating out. Labour is setting out plans to give workers new rights to end what it calls the worst abuses of zero-hours contracts. The party leader, Ed Miliband, will make the announcement during a visit to Scotland. The M25 has reopened this morning in Hertfordshire following yesterday lunchtime's fire involving an articulated lorry carrying cooking oil. The anti-clockwise carriageway was closed between junctions 23 and 21A until around four o'clock this morning for resurfacing work. Guide dog users in Watford are gathering in the town centre this morning to raise awareness about their rights. They say some food outlets and retailers have refused them entry. Campaigner Sue Rowan told this programme there's a need to educate shop owners. It is happening more and more. Unfortunately, a lot of these establishments don't really know the difference between a pet dog and a service dog or an assistance dog. We've had a number of guide dog owners who've actually stopped going out altogether because they're very embarrassed. They don't want to cause conflict. In sport, Wickham's home match with Bristol Rovers tomorrow is being described as one of their biggest games in the last ten years. Both sides are battling against relegation to the conference. The weather, a misty start with rain this morning. Some sunny spells this afternoon, but thundery showers this evening. A maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's such a nice place. It's a good place. People are nice. People are friendly. It's all about where you live. London County has all the features that you could want. And all this week we're featuring London Colney. I mean, if I had opportunity, I'd live here like you in London County. I like it very much. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Normally I'd be telling you what's coming up in the next hour of the show. Well, but today we, you know, we're, we're kind of just playing it by ear. We're winging it. We're winging it. Winging. So far, the lead story we were doing turns out wasn't actually a story. This is the BBC. So we've ditched that. We've, this is what we've come up with so far. My team will let me know if I've forgotten anything. What songs do you sing really loudly to in the car? What's on the floor of your car? What do you store in your car that you could store in your house? Has your battery ever gone flat because you've left the radio running while you've been washing your car? When cars go wrong... And have you ever walked through the wrong door? I think that's everything, isn't it? I think that's a lot, but if you want to throw something else yeah. in, why not? I mean, yeah. Literally 55 minutes of air to fill with my voice. We'll be personally handcrafting that 55 yeah. minutes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Won't we just? If you want to take part, give me a phone call, please. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And if you don't call in, we'll just play the whole Mrs Miller album. Uh, I mean, that is actually a possibility. Tim's in Bromham. Morning, Tim. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you, Tim. Have you ever walked through the wrong door? Oh, well, I have. I thought it was the right door. I, I checked into a hotel in the Isle of Man when I went over there for work. Yeah. 
and I took my key up to the room I was given, and I opened the front. I opened the room door, and there was a young lady asleep in the bed. Hello, you thought these are the I've, perks? This is a great well, hotel. I've, I've had a bowl of fruit and a bottle of wine before, but never that. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, hardly a chocolate on your pillow, is it? <laughs> what, no. what is the? I don't want to go all Michael McIntyre here, but what is it with the chocolate on the pillow? I mean, my boys loved it in Paris when that when they found sweets on the pillow. But what? Wh- why? Why is that a thing? There's always a risk there as well, isn't it? Chocolates melting and stuff. Yeah, you know, I. Horrible, f- d- d- I never trust food that's been left b- by somebody else. It, it's no, always would you a eat bit- it? No, I wouldn't eat it. Well, no, no. I, didn't, you know, I probably would at two o'clock in the morning when I was famished. <laughs> First thing point. I do when I go into a, um, a mid-range hotel is um, eat the uh, free custard creams. <laughs> that's where those I, funny, those funny oaty, crunchy biscuits that, that, that they leave. They're very, very dry. Else. Yeah, they're very, very dry. Tim, thank you very much indeed. Ever walk through the wrong door? There's a brilliant... Nick Broomfield is a documentary maker who makes excellent documentaries. Um, he was kind of Louis Theroux and John Ronson before Louis Theroux and John Ronson. And there's a brilliant documentary about uh, the death of Kurt Cobain. And he's in this apartment block going to find a friend of Kurt Cobain's who, who suspects them, that there may have been foul play. And he knocks on a door and just walks in. And there's just a woman there. <clears throat> and he says, are you Stephanie? No. He walks in with a big film camera and the microphones. <clears throat> Are you Stephanie? No. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I've got the wrong room. And just walks out. And it's just a it's just a wonderful human moment. Are you a fan of Nick Brumfield? I do like him. He is very, very good. We should get him on the show. This right. morning. <laughs> no, we, let, let, let's not. But, but it's something to think about in the future. 08459 four double five five double five. Now, the government launches the next stage in the HS2 saga on Monday when it will debate legislation that will allow the railway to be built. It's effectively the planning application. Ahead of that, an alternative plan with more tunnels will be put forward today by local councils and environment groups. Well, Steve Roderick is the chief officer of the Chilterns Conservation Board. He joins me now. Morning, Steve. Good morning. Steve, what are you hoping to achieve at this stage into the plans for the HS2 rail project? This, this could have been done sooner, couldn't it? Well, we've been asking for a long tunnel under the Chiltern since the outset, but the government plans are a half a tunnel, in fact, half a tunnel that comes out of the top of a hill in the middle of an ancient woodland. Uh, we didn't think that was right, so we've come up with a better alternative. But why have you only just been presenting this, this, uh, this alternative now? Well, uh, until now, it was the government's job to come up with a, a good design, and because they didn't, we've had to find our own money to come up with a better solution that we're asking Parliament to consider. We would have loved it if uh, HS2's got a huge budget, hundreds of millions of pounds. Yes. We would have thought they'd have come up with a good design themselves. Well, they obviously think that they have come up with a good design, don't they? What, what's, what's, so, what's so special about yours? Well, the, the, the Chilterns, as you probably know, is an area of outstanding natural beauty. That means it's nationally protected landscape. And you, you have to look after it. And when the railway plan came forward, it crosses the Chilterns at its widest point. And you would have thought they would have tunnelled under it to protect that special place. But actually what they did is came out with a, a plan that had half the route in a tunnel and half on the surface, crossing embankments and viaducts and cuttings. And, and that caused immense damage to the landscape, loss of ancient woodland and hedgerows and so on. So we thought a fully bored tunnel would avoid all that damage, and that's what we're proposing today, and we think it's realistic we think it's affordable and really from an environmental point of view the best solution how much extra would this tunnel cost uh, it's, a, it's a small amount more it's something like two or three hundred million pounds but there's an important but in all of this yes is that if you have it in a tunnel you save all the blight all the blight on properties which is worth billions and that's mostly not being compensated so the cost to local people uh, is immense and all of that would be saved by this tunnel well, i thought the tunnel was going was going through woodland 
Uh, it's going under woodland. It's just to save the woodland. It's it's going to save woodland. It's going to take uh, the route away from local communities. Ah. It'll save um, houses which would otherwise have to be demolished. It would be out of sight and to a great extent out of mind. Uh, but the, the great plus is that forevermore we would save the environment of the Chilterns. The government aren't going to listen, are they? Well, the government's not listening. We're rather hoping that Parliament will. And it's Parliament's job to be the steward of the environment. Uh, and they have before them, in the proposal we're putting forward, a, an eminently workable solution. And given the budget they've got, we think it's affordable. Um, it, it's incredible how uh, public opinion is against this railway, and yet it looks like uh, next uh, Monday Parliament will vote for it. And if they do that, we, we hope they will nonetheless make changes to make sure this is the best possible railway they could build. You say public opinion is against it. I, I've kind of heard both sides of the story. I've had lots of people say, no, we don't like it because, you know, it's going to ruin our house prices. On the, the converse, I have heard lots of people say, well, actually, this is quite good. Lots of businesses in Birmingham are looking forward to this. You know, but the businesses up north are looking forward to this. So the, it is mixed, isn't it? Uh, well, you would expect um, businesses in the city centres of Birmingham and Manchester to, to want it. It's something for nothing to them. Um, but it, it's the whole country that's paying the price. You could ask the question, what else could you do with £70 billion that, that helps the businesses in Birmingham and Manchester and everybody else? Um, but we're not being offered that alternative. All the money's going to a single railway to save a few minutes for a few businessmen. Uh, Steve, are we clutching at straws with, with, with this plan? It, it, it's kind of a done deal already, isn't it? Well, it's, it certainly looks like there'll be a large majority in Parliament in favour of building the railway, but in terms of getting a tunnel under the Chilterns and saving this nationally important heritage, I think that's very doable indeed, and I, I think a lot of politicians will say, well, if we are going to give the go-ahead to this massive project, we want to make sure it is the best we could possibly do, mm. and spoiling the Chilterns would, <laughs> would make them uh, able to make that claim. So we think a tunnel is eminently feasible. Steve, I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks very much for explaining that. Steve Roderick, Chief Officer of the Chilterns Conservation Board. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, some texts on uh, cars. It's a car special today. I don't remember why. Uh, Mike in High Wycombe says, Hi, guys. Hi, guys. We was, we was going... Mike, we was going out... We were. You were. I was. We weren't. We was going out for a family meal, and my niece was trying to reverse her car, but she was having trouble as it was a new car. Yes, I, when I was, had this hire car at the weekend, I kept saying, we should, how, how do I get this thing to go backwards? Because so, some of them you have to lift the, 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 the knob, the, the, the gear shaft. Lift and coax. Some you have to lift and coax. Some you just, you just pull. Some you push down. Yeah, some you push down. And this one, the reverse, was at the, was at the right-hand side. Anyway. So I jumped out from the back seat to see her out. Once she was out of the space, I opened the door to get back in, but I opened the driver's door and I sat on her. Ever been through a wrong door, you see? It's a great one. Ryan in Hemel Hempstead, I was working in a block of flats once on the second to top floor, went to get something out of the van, went back up to the third to top floor, walked into a different flat to frighten the hell out of a man eating his breakfast. Ever walked through a wrong door? 08459 455 555. Um, what have you got in your car? Phil says, I had a grumpy teenager in my car this morning. It's okay now he's gone to school. I'm worried about when the kids become teenagers. I mean, they're grumpy now at four and two. Flipping heck, they're grumpy. But at 15 and 13, when they're taller than me, ganglier than me, and their voices are like, oh, Dad, I don't want to do it. 
I don't want to do it, Dad. It's going to be nightmarish. My uh, daughter has discovered the shower at the age of five. So we've already got the, you've run the hot water off. Oh, man. She's still in there singing at the top of her lungs, completely oblivious. Um, and I think we've got a recording of your daughter actually singing at the top of her lungs. I think uh, I've got it right. This is her, isn't it? Me and her dad. Won't you come home, baby? Won't you come home? Can you hear me? I'll do the cooking done. I'll pay the rent. Just wash the conditioner out now. Yeah, you say it's that's that's that scene already. And how old is she? Five. Five. Five years old. Very clean, though. Squeaky clean. Tim in Broman says, I've got loads of stuff on the floor of my car. Puma Kings. I'm assuming they're, they're a shoe, a Puma King. Uh, unless he's actually the king of the Pumas. <laughs> wow. Pretty cool, but dangerous. Shrimp pads, empty Quavers packet, empty Subway wrapper. Oh, I can fancy a Subway. Pink happy birthday wrapping paper, a pair of socks and an empty sports drink bottle. I also store a bag of futsal balls in... I have no idea what you're talking about. Kelly Betts, your hand was raised. Yeah, I'd like to make... Sorry, Kelly Betts, your hand was raised. Uh, yes, I'd like to make a public... Go, oh, yes. hello? Go. Hi, over here. I'd like to make a public apology for anybody following at BBC3CR on Twitter. Have we been hacked? No. Oh. Well, only by me. Oh, what have you done? I've, um, I've... Oh, bless you. Oh, she, you did a girl sneeze when no noise comes out. tried to stifle out. it. But boys can't do that. Why, what happens? Their uh, brains explode. <laughs> I've posted all of our talking points on Twitter. Oh, mate. In a stream of four tweets... Uh, Dom has said, Ian, I walked through the wrong front door once. The door was open. The couple were busy. No. Oh. Hoovering. Yeah, they were hoovering vigorously. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Bedford, the Bromham Road is heavy as you approach the centre of town from Biddenham. Also between Dunstable and Houghton Regis, the A5 busy in both directions. And in Stevenage, there are queues towards the A1M between the Roaring Megs roundabout and the Glaxo roundabout. The M25 anti-clockwise slow going between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Excellent stuff, as always. Right, it's 8.16, it's Friday the 25th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Councils in Buckinghamshire will publish a report later this morning which reveals an alternative route for the controversial High Speed 2 rail line. The Spanish owners of Luton Airport say they expect to get the go-ahead for multi-million pound expansion plans in the next few weeks. And guide dog users in Watford are gathering in the town centre this morning to raise awareness about their rights. Coming up, it's JVS. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You've told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I spent the whole year trying to get into classical music. It took the four seasons. Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on. He claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. Insulin keeps my son alive, OK? If he doesn't inject, he'll die. Roberto Peroni. And I just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. JVS. Good morning to you. Are you well? I don't normally... We've had a little bit of a bitchy conversation. <laughs> no, no, no names, no names. No names But I imagine this, if you work, if you have a, uh, in inverted commas, a proper job. Yeah. In an office or in a shop. You know, a proper, a regular job. Yes. Um, th- these are the kind of conversations you have all the time. Working in, in show business, mm. as we do. Is this show business? Unfortunately, yes. Is, it? is this as showy Sorry. as it gets? Yeah, this is it, love. Wow. Um, we, well, in this kind of environment, we don't get to have the conversations where we're a little bit bitchy, and we've just done it, and it feels feels wrong, but it feels so, so good. You like that, yeah? Oh, I do like mm. that, yes. I do like that a lot. Thanks, Jonathan. By the way, I forgot to bring in my Mr. Musculo for you. Yeah, I know. Um, do you want me to bring something in? Because I'm sensing that top... Sorry? Oh, this is going to sound so rude, it, isn't it? It already now, does. You've I, got to say I didn't it. mean it like this. When we talked about the bitching, I, I meant, you know, n- not about us. But it's it, you're wearing a white top yeah. that's clearly been washed with some colours at some point. It, this top is about ten years old. Yes, but you put a bit of my Mr Moscolo in with that, and that will bring it right back. Give it a zhuzh. I'm happy with... I think this top looks nice. Oh, but if it was white again, it would look really nice. What's wrong with this? I mean, it's it's kind of... It's almost, <laughs> it's almost white. It is almost white. No, I, I have clothes that have gone the same way. It's very frustrating. The sh- I'm not frustrated. Oh. The shirt you that the, the, you were going to bring the Mr Muscolo in for has, yeah. has gone to the bin. You <laughs> threw that away? Yeah, I threw that away. Can you remind me later? Yes. Text me at home. No. And I'll, uh, I'll bring in my Mr Muscolo for I, you. I don't need it. No. It will bring that right back. I don't, to what? White. This is almost white. I mean... Well, it's quite a few shades away from white, if truth be told, isn't it? It's more like a light grey. It's like that sofa you were dealing with yesterday. <laughs> it is. It's, it's just it's, like that. <laughs> you should give her some Mr Muscolo. <laughs> exactly. Rub a bit of Mr Muscolo in it's, there. It's wear and tear. Yes. Wear and tear. Well, I'll bring him a Mr Muscolo. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, I'm asking, do you agree with Nick Clegg oh. that the Queen should be removed as head of the church? Have you heard this? Oh, no, I've missed this one. Go Deputy on. Prime Minister Nick Clegg has told his radio audience that he'd like to see the Queen removed from her role as head of the Church of England. Oh, dear. He argues that in the long run, it would be better for everyone if the church was left to stand on its own two feet. Oh, dear. Although he accepts this couldn't happen overnight. Why are you odeering? What's wrong? Well, I just... Uh, no, I mean... Oh dear. The monarch has been head of the Church of England since Henry VIII split the church with the Pope in Rome back in 1534. Gosh. Under this new plan, the Queen would no longer be defender of the faith, clearly separating the church from the rest of the secular state. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views on this. Do you agree with Nick Clegg that the Queen should be removed as head of the church? Earlier this week, of course, we spoke about David Cam- Cameron's comments yep. and the fact that um, he was saying this is still a Christian country. A lot of people were contacting me saying, is it really, though? Mm. 
or is it not more of a secular country now? Yeah. It's uh, most people don't believe in anything at all, and if they do, they don't go to church. Mm. So, is it really quite right and proper that our head of state is also the head of a Christian church? Mm. Or should we separate her? Your views from nine on the big phone-in. Do you agree with Nick Clegg that the Queen should be removed as head of the church? 08459 455555. That's my telephone number. We'll discuss it from nine. Make her Buddhist. Make, make her Muslim. Make, you know, maybe, maybe give her a few others. Maybe she could swap each month. It's, it's uh, April, so this month the Queen is um, Jewish. Well, you could do. Would that work? Mm, I sense there might be one or two problems with that. Okay, thanks very much, Jonathan. Thank you. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Okie dokie. They're always worth a listen, and uh, I was—I uh, I missed a lot of Jonathan's show yesterday, but I did hear the excellent consumer hour from eleven o'clock. And uh, boy, those ladies were angry about their their off-white sofas. They was angry, uh, and there was—I I do like it as well. <laughs> what was it? There was um, oh, it was the the, the old woman's car. Uh, I do like it when the, the, you know he's kind of offering some sort of resolution. Nope, nope. So what are you going to do then? I'm going to take him to court. Right, well, you need to write them a letter. No, not going to write them a letter. No, you need to. No, 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 I'm just going to take them to court. Well, then you're going to lose. That was great. That was great. I love it when he's... Listen, honestly, if you phone up, you may not like what he says, but I would listen to it. He knows what he's doing. You've got to write them a letter. No, going to take them to court. Uh, Always, always worth a listen. We're asking, have you ever walked through the wrong door today? Because, well, you know, why not? Keith's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Keith. Good morning, Ian. Keith, ever walked through the wrong door? Well, my wife did. Oi, go on. We were in Italy, and uh, we were staying on the second floor. Yeah. And uh, my wife had to go downstairs to a reception for something. Yes. And she came back, and uh, she forgot we were on the second floor. Yeah. So she walked in the room directly below us on the first floor. Oh. And there was a couple. Oh, no. Having, having more than an afternoon nap. Oh, no. They were having afternoon delight. Yeah, and she just walked straight out, and uh, <laughs> they were talking to a, another couple who was English, yeah. and they said, oh, it, uh, and she overheard them saying that somebody came into their room oh, no. that afternoon, yeah. Oh, no, how embarrassing. And the thing is, it's uh, when, when I burst into this, this room in Greece and said, you're all under arrest, it's the FBI. I was like, it's the FBI. And I saw it was the wrong room. I was, I was mortified. I just died inside. What, what, how did your wife feel? She was, she was mortified at first, and then she just uh, burst out laughing. Good for her. I'm trying to think as well yeah. how, that, how I would feel if I were part of the couple that was uh, enjoying afternoon delight, w- whether I'd find that uh, erotic or um, upsetting. I'm not sure. Keith, thank you very much indeed. Ever walked through the wrong door? It's South African Greek Jim. Morning, South African Greek Jim. Kalimera. Kalimera, Tikanis. Well, it's easy for you to I'm say. I'm your cousin from South Africa. Oh, yes, of course, South African Greek. Jim, we, we know that and we appreciate um, it and we embrace you. I'm phoning up to say, see how you caught on at Pascha, whether you had a good Easter. I didn't, go, I didn't go to Basra. 
Did you go to Greece? Christos, Christos was it Christos Aresti? Anesti? Christos Anesti. Christos Anesti. Oh, by the way, uh, Catherine, Christos Aresti. Back at you. There we go, you see. Uh, How no, many we... kilograms did you put on with the coloured eggs and the flowers? We, we got the, the, the cal- We got the, the coloured eggs are great. They're basically, they just dye boiled eggs, hard-boiled eggs red, which is great. So you get to eat loads of eggs. I didn't go to Greece in the end. We, instead, we went to, to, to okay. Eurodisney. And here's the thing, oh, Jim. Oh. Here's, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I've not had one Easter egg this year. No one bought me Easter eggs this year, Jim. I haven't had a single one. I've lost weight over the oh, last dear. two weeks. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, indeed. You haven't indeed. got your Greek mother-in-law near you, that's why. She's in Greece. She naffed off to Greece and she didn't look after <laughs> us. She didn't leave us anything. She didn't leave us any frozen meals, anything with, with silver foil or greaseproof paper over the top of it. None of it. What's the traditional dish out in Greece, where your wife comes from? Is it uh, Kalitsunia, Flaunas, uh, uh, Magiritsa? Oh, do you know, I don't know. I know, I know they love, um, um, what's the, the, the um, oh. Um, whole rum, whole lamb roast, roast beef. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lamb, yeah, it's a lamb. But they yeah. also like, what's the, the kind of, they used to sell it in a shop called Fat Boys. Um, yeah, there was a shop called Fat Boys until they closed it. Um, uh, the meat, the meat in, the, in Pitta thing. Not, uh, donor. No, not, donor. not, 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 not kebab. Kokoretsi. Uh, no. Kokoretsi. Suvlaki, suvlaki. Suvlaki, yeah, suvlaki, yeah, whole animal. Yeah, they like a lot of suvlaki over there, yeah. Suvlaki, yeah. yeah, the tradition is whole lamb yeah. with a stick right, right through it. stick right up it. Yep. And then they shove it on a fire, and then you eat some of that bad boy. Oh, I'm then getting hungry. And you wash it down with lots and lots of Greek wine. Beautiful. Beer. Beautiful. Go, Greek Jim, <laughs> always nice to talk. He's got me hungry now. I'm still eating meat, by the way. <clears throat> And it turns out I'll eat... Sorry, Kelly? What? I'm still eating meat. What? Where was the memo? Here. So... And I will eat any old guff now. At the weekend... Uh, sorry, Tuesday, haggis. That's, a, that's lungs. Lips and backsides, as my mum would say. Mm. And then on the, the Wednesday morning, um, uh, black pudding. Okay. You've gone. Uh, you've, <laughs> you've gone dark a bit, haven't you? I've gone feral. I will eat. Did it have a face? Oh, ah! See, I don't mind eating stuff like that, but you know, I've not been a vegetarian for how many years? Twenty-five. You've gone straight for the hard stuff, man. I'm in there. This is why. This is why I couldn't go back to drinking because I would be. I would be off my face. I'd be d- d- all over the shop. It wouldn't be lagers, would it? No. I how do never... you feel? So. How do you feel? I feel hungry. Do you? Yeah, I do. Actually, I feel good. I feel good. I feel. Good. I mean, inside, I'm dying, but mm. I feel. I'm feeling good. Okay. Um, well, Carpet Martin's answering all the questions on Twitter, is yes, he? Do you want to give is. us a little... Uh, we, we've got lots of questions. Yeah. Let's, go, let's go through the question and the answer, Kelly right, Bex. I forgot them. So, question one was songs you like driving to. Yes. His answer, Price, Andre's version of A Whole New World. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, oh, that is a great version, yeah. yes. Yeah. Two was... Um, what was two? Uh, what, what's, what's on the floor of your car? What's on the floor of your car? He says, it's covered in sherbet, had swizzles... Okay. Disaster yesterday. Swizzle's disaster. Uh, have you ever let your car battery go flat because you had the radio on while you're cleaning the car? He says no, but once fell asleep in Asda car park in Battersea and woke up to a flat battery. There we oh go. Dear. Um, what do you store in your car? I have a large dog cage in my boot that has no place in my house. I've never owned a dog. <laughs> Those dog cages are <laughs> oh. weird, aren't they? Um, car confused. No, cars oh, gone God. wrong. When cars go wrong, you fix them. Question mark. Don't get it. Um, and ever walk through the wrong door. 
Um, he hasn't got to that one yet. OK, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. I look forward to uh, to getting copy uh, Martin's answer. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Hitchin, both the A505 and A602 looking heavy as you head towards the centre of town on the speed sensors. And in Luton at the Kidneywood roundabout, both approaches looking heavy at the moment as you head towards the motorway. Between Dunstable and Halton Regis, the A5 busy in both directions. And in Chesant, the A10 southbound queuing between Wormley and the M25. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you. News, Justin. This is breaking news. Carpet Martin has answered the last question. We'll find out exactly what he has to say and which wrong door he walked through, if any, after the news with Simon Oxley. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. The headlines. Councils in Buckinghamshire will publish a report later this morning which reveals an alternative route for the controversial high-speed two-rail line. The Spanish owners of London Luton Airport say they expect to get the go-ahead for multi-million pound expansion plans in the next few weeks. And guide dog users in Watford are gathering in the town centre this morning to raise awareness about their rights. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wickham's home match with Bristol Rovers tomorrow is one of their biggest games in the last 10 years according to stalwart midfielder Matt Bloomfield both sides are battling against relegation to the conference. Obviously I've been lucky enough to be involved in some um, important games during my 10 years here but it's certainly an important game and um, you know that fact is not lost on, on me or the squad in the Championship, Watford go to Derby in League One. MK Dons will check on the fitness of George Baldock, Deli Alley, and Isle McLeod ahead of the trip to Rotherham. Manager Cole Robinson is also turning his attention to keeping midfielder Stephen Gleeson with his contract ending in the summer. Well, I'm, I'm desperate for Stephen Gleeson to stay, obviously. Um, I think the, the player knows what we think of him, what the fans think of him, certainly. Um, I think he's, feel he's had a bad season, a bad two seasons. A bit indifferent in, in not performances, but an injury. But I'm sitting down with his advisors over the next six, seven days and hopefully we can uh, we can put it on a table that makes him stay. Elsewhere in League One, Graham Wesley's already relegated Stevenage host Walsall. If I'm honest, this week's been a real relief, which sounds a bizarre thing to say, but anyone close to me will know that last summer I was really worried about what I'd inherited here. And, uh, you know, I probably quietly was was thinking that relegation was a distinct possibility. And conference champions Luton play their final game of the season at bottom club Hyde. Victory will lift John Still's side above the 100-point mark. Bedford Rugby Club round off their season tomorrow at home to Jersey. Club stalwart Sasha Harding and Brendan Burke play their final games for the Blues after amassing 20 years of service between them. And in snooker, Ronnie O'Sullivan trails Joe Perry 5-3 after the first session of their second round match at the World Championships in Sheffield. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Walking around with a little bit, if I'm honest, Simon, a little bit of a, 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 a swagger this morning. 
Your pocket, your pockets are a little bit yes, heavier. Yes, a bit heavier they? this morning. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yes. Just a rattle of change amounting to about five pounds. <laughs> well, no, let's be honest, amounting to exactly five pounds. That was the bet. The bet. Well, I can't remember what the bet was that you you tricked uh, me into, like the, Darren the, Brown. Yeah, something something to do with Luton winning the conference <sighs> by a country mile, and uh, they've done it. And they 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 did it, and I paid you the five pounds a day yes, in change. Did, yeah. And you did that. You did that thing, and uh, the the, the patronising thing of every. Oh no, listen, it was just a bit of fun. You don't have to give me the money. Yeah, but then I walked. <laughs> just to make sure you were going to give it to me. And I, I, it was in change. And I saw you looking down and counting it as you walked back as well, just to make sure. I'll win, I'll win that back. That money will be mine again, don't yeah, you worry. Perhaps the world, ever the World Cup. You Simon, know, I'll come see, up with something. I will see you there, thank you. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Listen, I am... If I, if I uh, make a bet, I stick to the bet. I stick to the bet. Yes, I'm glad to see that. And yes. It was, it, was, it was done with aplomb. It was, it, uh, yes, it was. You could have found a fiver, though, giving him those. I know. And I, well, the thing is, I was looking for a fiver. And I, Simon was in the other day and I looked for a fiver. And I didn't have it. And I thought, I'm, if I keep doing that, I'm just not going to give it to him. I'm going to be the big man here. And uh, I'm going to give him the five pounds. Uh, and I th- it just means that one of the children will have supper tonight. And that's fine. The other one's getting a bit tubby, so uh, that's fine. I'll get that money back. It'll be mine again. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Apropos no news, we are asking well lots of things about cars. What's on the floor of your car? What do you store in your car? Uh, and uh, also, have you ever walked through the wrong door? Ever walked? Through the wrong door. Well, Carpet Martin has uh, been tweeting answers to all of these questions and more. We're still waiting for the update on... uh, Has he ever walked through the wrong door, Kelly? Yeah, it's just Uh, come in now. I walked through the wrong door Uh, and they made a film about it. Um, Pleased that at the end of my version, Paltrow dies. There we go. Thank you very much uh, indeed. Uh, Victor, Justin, we'll come to you in a second. Victor's in Luton. Morning, Victor. Good morning. Victor, ever walked through the wrong door? Yeah, quite a few times. one, One really sticks out in mind. And uh, that was... Uh, Whose mind? Well, my in mind. In your mind, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, we were having a, a stag night, and towards the end of the evening, uh, I had one or two sherbets. Good for and, you. Yeah, yeah, decided to uh, go to the gents. So, at this time, I walked to a door and uh, did my business and then came out, and there's a machine on there, and I put my oh. pound in or... Two pound in to get whatever comes out, and right. it wouldn't come out. And I'm pulling, and I'm pulling, and I'm pulling, yes. and that's when all of a sudden I realise, hello, there's no urinals no. there. Oh, yes. So you can guess what sort of machine it was in the ladies' toilet, and so, I'm trying to get something else out. So you, a little bit woozy, you went into the ladies' toilet. You were trying to buy something to so that you could enjoy safe sex later on that evening. That's right. So your yes. was it your stag night? No, it okay. was somebody else's stag night. Okay, but you were all having a little bit of luck, and instead of uh, getting uh, contraceptive devices, you were trying to buy tampax. Tampons, yes. Oh, and dear. that's when it realised, hello. Yeah. Uh, because I was going to go and complain at the bar. But no, I, no, you know. don't. Aren't, aren't <laughs> ladies' toilets clean? Uh, yes. Aren't they? Yes. How do they? But, there's no graffiti. There's no wee wee on the floor. It's so clean. No, I've got to dispute that because I used to work as a. Uh, on the door in a nightclub in Watford, yeah. and uh, at the end of the evening, you used to go in and have to clean up, and some of the graffiti in there oh. was worse than I've ever seen in the men. Really? Yes. 
Yeah, Victor, thank you very much indeed. Is that graffiti in women's toilets, Catherine? Is that is that uh, do they does that happen? It can happen, yes. There's nothing. I've got, I've got to say this. As a 14 year old boy, there is nothing more. There is no greater rush in life. There's no greater thrill. Forget your bungee jumping. Forget whatever it may be. There is no greater thrill than being bundled into the ladies' toilets at school by your mates, <laughs> uh, and you kind of stand there, go, oh my god, oh he's different, oh he's so, clear. and then running back out. Just that 10, 15 seconds of being in the girl toilets pushed in there by your mates it's, it's, the, it's, it's better than any drug it's better than any thrill any fairground ride that being pushed in there wow well, it's I'm not the same feeling the other way around no that I bet it's not oof. I bet it's not I don't know what you guys do in there but it's we do know what you're doing there yeah still there we have a great time it's right Justin you, were you ever bundled into the girls toilets at school um, yes yes it was, a, it was it, a real rush of excitement and danger in recent times as well sorry mm, just saying you're nearly 40. <laughs> no. Awkwardo. Mm, absolutely. Justin, we've, uh, we've been struggling to fill uh, airtime today. I think we've got away with it. Yeah, but listen, we, listen, yes. I've got a question for you, boss. Is, is it, have I ever let my car battery run down because I've had no, the radio on whilst cleaning no, my car? No, no, no. This is, this is thinking on my feet here. Okay. okay. Um, which band were named after toilet graffiti? There you go. Oh, oh, I know this. Come I know on, this. Come on. I know this. Right. It's not 10cc or the Loving Spoonful. We know what they were named after. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, which band was named after Toilet... Ke- Kelly, well, you're group, right? really. Group. We can't really call them a band. Well, Kelly, a what's band wrong? slash group. Hang on, Kelly's... Sorry, no, nothing's wrong. You, what's wrong? I think I'm crying over what's happening. Okay. It's a genuine question. Okay. And, and they were very, very big in the 1980s. The okay. 1980s. It was a group, not a band. What does that mean? Well, the, the, the way I see bands, okay... Take I, that! I, no, it's not take that. Bros! No. Banana Rama. Nope. Funboy 3. Nope. What year? What sort what, of year? Okay, they had their, their huge hit, their number one hit back in 1983. London Boys. No. <laughs> London wow. Boys. Come on. Somebody would get this. Which group were named okay. after seeing toilet graffiti? Somebody would get this. What did it say? Well, well that's giving away the answer. It's not I Want to Touch You, is it? No. wonder what they were named after. Come on. Somebody would get this. Um, oh, eight, four, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Uh, well, Justin. Mm. <laughs> Kelly, you're right. <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong, Kelly? She really is um, suffering today. She really is. <laughs> this is an education for her. I've got no idea what's going on here. Wow. You right, Kelly? Okay, well, 08459 455 Justin. Hmm. You've been out asking people if they've ever walked through the wrong door. Yeah. So what? I- what they had to say. For some reason, this is uh, uh, this is working this morning. I know it's, it's it shouldn't, str- should it? But it's it really is. It's a old morning. So um, yeah, I've been getting people's stories on this, and yes. uh, remarkably, um, we have picked up a few. Um, listen to this. Hey, Janice, good morning. What a filthy morning it is out here oh, today. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's disgusting. Ian Lee wants to know: Have you ever walked through the wrong door? What What's happened to you? I went to my son's flat once. Instead of going to the top floor, I went to the middle floor, knocked the door. This chap opened the door and I thought it was his friend. And I walked straight in and I thought, this isn't his flat. I said, oh, sorry, I've got the wrong flat. So did you actually go and sit down as well? No, I, I walked in. He let me walk in. I walked in. Well, how crazy is that? He's not even recognised you and he, he's let you into his flat. I know, let me walk in, yeah. How stupid did you feel? Silly, really silly. <laughs> uh, I work in a hotel and I'm a room attendant. So I've knocked on the door, no answer. I've knocked again, no answer. I've got in. 
a surprise man and gent- uh, lady in bed. What do you do? You excuse yourself and you walk away. Still, still having nightmares now? Uh, no, no. Uh, it's a, become a bit of a laugh now. You know, you just apologise and that's the best you can do. I mean, how often does this happen? Um, well, if people don't answer you, you're going to assume the room's vacant and go in. So, yeah, yeah it's embarrassing for you, it's embarrassing for them. Yes. Vera, yeah. you're telling me you got into somebody's car by mistake? What happened? You, you, you get in, you think, oh, this ain't the car. I've done that a few times. So... So the door on this vehicle, then, that you got into, w- w- was unlocked. You just simply walked in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy done. It is easily done. And it turns out that more... I think nearly all of us have, at some point, walked through the wrong door. Yeah, in- incredibly. But the car one does surprise me, because you've got to find, A, the same car in the yeah. same location, but, B, the door's got to be unlocked. So yeah. that one, for, for me, is a bit strange. Well, I've done it. I sat in a car, and there was a middle-aged woman, a woman in her 50s, sat in the passenger seat. I got in the driver's seat. Yeah. And I sat down and I put my car, my key in the car. I went, "Hello, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm in the, I'm in the wrong car. It's I've weird. done that before. Very weird. Uh, we, we've had, uh, have we had any response to Justin's? Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to get hold of the person that said it, but then answering it. Could I just say? Yeah, go on. Michael and Luton reckons it's wet, wet, wet. Nope, it's not. Come on, slippery when wet. No, they surely. Uh, a very, very famous group slash band from the 1980s had a huge number one hit back in 1983. Um, they were named off the the back of seeing toilet graffiti. It's a genuine question. You two? No. Led Zeppelin. Number no. Two. Uh, Think mm. mullets. Think guitars. Okay, well, the, the, the Kelly Betts is taking... Are they, Kelly... are they local? Um, Big country. Connection. Yeah, actually, one of them lives in Hertfordshire. Okay, Kelly Betts is putting someone through right now who we think knows the answer. This is very, very exciting. This is live radio. This is almost as exciting as um, when I was listening to BBC Scotland on uh, Wednesday morning <laughs> and Kirsty Walk's line went down. <laughs> Fred McCauley on BBC Scotland. He does a show. It starts at half ten. It finishes at twelve. An hour and a half show. It's crazy. What would you even turn up for? Crazy guys in Scotland. Those, those guys really do know how to... Um, and they're phoning. The Kirsty Walk, who I have a lot of time for. The phone-in was, um, what do women want from the Scottish referendum? Flipping it! That's a tough one to take to the streets, that question. Ian's on the line. Morning, Ian. Morning, Ian. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Ian. You, Justin, ask Ian the question and Ian shall hopefully give you the answer. OK, Ian, are you ready for this? We are looking for you to name, OK, a very, very famous pop group who had number one hits in the 1980s. They were named off the back of seeing Toilet Graffiti. Who are they? Spandau Ballet. Yes! Yay! Who's writing that? Yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay, well, let's deal with this one at a time. Uh, Kelly, your point. Who would, who would write that? Ha, who would write that, Justin? Don't know, don't care. Is Catherine, re- your point. Is it a really artsy euphemism? Don't know, don't care. Uh, Ian, how did you know that? I googled it. Oh. <laughs> oh, boo. The thing is, though, Ian, I, I bet down the pub this weekend people will be talking about that very snout. No, no, yes, no, they will. They, they won't. won't. They, they won't. won't. Do you mate. know what that sounds like? Yeah. They got bored in an interview. They got bored of being asking, so why did you call yourself Spando Ballet? And they went, oh, we just saw it in the toilet door. Oh, that sounds like nonsense. Who would write that? I don't know. Uh, graffiti artists don't write things like Spando Ballet. Stay alert. The world needs more alerts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They didn't call themselves the, the shape of a... What, what, Kelly? You're scratching your head. Uh, Carpet Martin called in. Oh, yeah. It's very posh, isn't he? Yes. 
He doesn't seem like he's going to be posh when you see his tweets. But no, he, he said, uh, I would like to say uh, Spandau Ballet. I said, yes. Do you want to come on? No, can you just put the prize forward in the post for me? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, t- we'll send the prize forward. Justin, excellent stuff as always. Thank you. Oh, who's on your show tomorrow? What have um, you got? Tomorrow between 9 and 12. Um, tomorrow morning we're going to be talking to uh, Fish from Oh, Maria. yes, you said and you, you said that it was, uh, it was quite a, 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 an interesting, revealing interview. Absolutely. Um, Marillion, of course, were formed locally in Aylesbury and he tells me the story behind Kaylee, which I absolutely, I love that record, but, but I'm never going to be able to listen to that song Song in the same way again because um, the story is about somebody who lived locally and it's just a really really sad story but um, yeah he'll be telling me the story behind that and picking his favourite musical memories from nine tomorrow. Justin excellent stuff as always thank you very much Kelly as well for a um, little uh, heads up in my ear about what's coming up next thank you uh, 08459 455 555 is the phone number last 15 minutes of the show we can call him anything to do with cars never walk through the wrong door literally it's as good as it gets Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound, heavy going around Junction 7 for Stevenage. On the speed sensors in Luton, heading away from the centre of town on the A6, things looking slow between the Stockingston Road and Birdsfoot Lane. Between Dunstable and Houghton Regis, the A5 is heavier than normal at the moment in both directions. Also in St Albans, things looking busy. There are queues on the Hatfield Road and St Peter's Street and that's all approaches of the roundabout looking very busy as well. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. 8.46, it's Friday the 25th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Councils in Buckinghamshire will publish a report later this morning which reveals an alternative route for the controversial high-speed two rail line. The Spanish owners of London Luton Airport say they expect to get the go-ahead for multi-million pound expansion plans in the next few weeks. And guide dog users in Watford are gathering in the town centre this morning to raise awareness about their rights. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, Elizabeth... Hello. Hello. You're there. It's it's your last weather bulletin with us for quite some time. Yes. You're going yes. off to have a baby. I am. Do a little girl. Well done. They are little generally. You hope they're little, <laughs> otherwise it's terribly painful. Uh, do you need? Do you need? Do you need to sit down? You sitting down? I'm sitting down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you need? Do you want a glass of water? A cup of tea? Yeah, have a cup of tea. A little back. Nice. Do you want a little back rub? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah you nice. you listen. You t- you take your time. <laughs> Deep breaths. There is no rush, Elizabeth. <laughs> Flipping next that. There's there's no rush whatsoever. You just you just do the best you can. All right. Okay. Elizabeth right. Rizzini, this is the last weather report we're going to get from you for quite a while. Who's 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 going to take your place? It's not Kate, is it? Um, no, Kate's, uh, Kate's carrying on as normal as she does. Okay. It'll be Sarah and Georgina, so you've heard from both of those. Well, Georgina's, Georgina's good. Yeah, and I'm Sarah's so good sorry. as well. I mean, you know, the, none of them compare to you, Elizabeth. Careful, she's sat next to me. <laughs> Which one, Sarah? <laughs> no, I'm only joking. She's downstairs in the weather centre. Hey, so she can't hear us. She's rubbish at doing the weather. She gets it wrong all the time, and I think she's tipsy. Elizabeth, um, <laughs> no, Elizabeth, she's not. No, don't, for goodness sakes. I'll get done. The BBC take that stuff very seriously. The, all, of, all of the weather team we have here are excellent, <laughs> but you're the best. You're certainly the most pregnant as far as we know, uh, and you just... You 
Just take your time, Elizabeth. Enjoy it. Thank this, you. The next few moments, they're yours. Elizabeth oh. Rizzini with her last weather report for BBC Three Counties <laughs> Radio for several months. She's not having a baby till the end of June, but she's <laughs> taking time off as of today. Away you go, Elizabeth. I certainly am, yes. I wish I had better news as well because we've currently got some rain spreading up from the south. Um, it's turning quite heavy, actually, um, towards parts of Berkshire at the moment, so that will soon be into, uh, into um, Buckinghamshire, southern areas of Buckinghamshire. We could even see some thunder around, a little bit of hail, perhaps. Um, certainly some outbreaks of rain on and off through the day. Some of it will turn quite heavy at times. Perhaps something drier, brighter this afternoon, but where we do get a bit of brightness and we perhaps see the clouds thin and break, we'll get some high temperatures, possibly up to 19 or 20 degrees. This sounds like it should be Enjoy nice yourself. Weather. Enjoy yourself, Elizabeth. We this is your moment. Enjoy it. I'm not going to interrupt. <laughs> well, Enjoy yourself. I feel, like, I feel like I should mention that we might get some pretty heavy thunderstorms around for later on into this evening's rush hour, so maybe some very difficult driving conditions then. You must watch out for that. And then <laughs> for the weekend... <laughs> Don't, just ignore the, the music, weekend. Elizabeth. Just you carry on. You're doing great. Is that that Margarita lane? No, this is Mrs. Um, Miller. I didn't. I, I forgot she sang on this. I thought it was an instrumental. Away you go. Continue. Okay. So for the weekend, we can expect to see some rain around on Saturday morning, drier and brighter on Saturday afternoon, cloudy with some showers on Sunday. Like I said, the weather's rubbish at the moment, but um, I'm hoping for a long and a hot summer. Just for me, you realise. <laughs> you, you don't want it hot while you're pregnant, Elizabeth. No, not hot when I'm pregnant, no. but when I had the baby. Well done. Well, listen, it's lovely, been lovely working with you. We'll see you later in the year, I hope. And best of luck. I hope it all goes well. Thank you. Enjoy Thank it, Elizabeth. You. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Dedicate this to uh, Elizabeth and her future daughter. Who knows? Maybe she'll call her Miller. I think we've broken the radio again. It's probably the best. It's probably best that we do it that way, isn't it? Malcolm's in Bedford. Morning, Malcolm. Oh, hello, Ian. Ever been through the wrong door? Uh, yes, uh, Justin spoke earlier to that lady who got into the car and the wrong door, and, yes. and uh, he said that the door had to be uh, unlocked to find that. Well, I actually uh, was working at Bedford Station many yeah. years ago, and uh, when I finished my shift, I went to get in the car, got in, opened the door, got in the car, sat down, and thought, there's something strange here. Yeah. And I noticed that the fascia was beige, and Ooh. the face of my car was black, yeah. and the seats were... So I thought, this, this, this is wrong. Yeah. So I got out, and my car was parked next door to it. Exactly the same colour. Yeah. So I got up, out, locked it, and went home in my own car. Yeah. Two days later, I was working at Harlington Station, explaining to the chap uh, that I work with there that I'd done this, and uh, we went into the car park. There was another Vauxhall Viva there. I went up to it with my keys, and I opened it and got into it. I said, look at that. Wow. Wow! Yeah. This The Vauxhall Viva, this must have been quite a while ago oh, yeah, then. No, it was a 1973 one. Yeah. And then uh, my wife was explaining to a friend of hers, who had also got a Vauxhall Viva, uh, that what had happened. And so she went out and tried her car and blow me. It opened that one as well. Slipping it. If, we didn't know, if we could only go back to 1973, we could all steal Vauxhall Vivas. Well, well, I did think about that. I thought, well, I'm never short of a car. I know where to go. Yeah. I miss, I miss cars like the Vauxhall Viva. Proper cars. <laughs> Pro- proper. All cars now, they look the same, don't they? Yeah. And cars then used to... They used to have a bit of... Ca- I saw someone driving... Um, was it, was it, was it uh, Ford who made the Princess? The Ford Princess... 
Was it was it Austin the princess? That was an Austin, Austin princess. Austin, oh, it was, yeah. You're right. It was an Austin. We used to have an Austin princess. That was my mum's wedding car. Oh, it was it was and it it, it used to be dead posh. And I think uh, ours broke down. I think my dad got it hooky as he got a lot of things hooky because um, there's no way we could afford it an Austin princess when we lived on the the, the Britwell estate in Slough. But I, they used to be like look like really classy cars of the future. And someone was driving one up the uh, up the M1 the other day, and it just looked so old and dated. It may even have been a Vanden Pla. No, those they were like the sort of special, the, the special posh ones. Malcolm, mm. thank you very much indeed. Kelly's looking like, oh, mum and dad stopped talking about the old days when it was all black and white. Yeah, I know. Okay. I don't know about those Austin princesses from my mum. I, I that was her wedding car. One. Yeah. So instead of the Rolls Royce or something, they went for the Austin princess. Yeah. Oh, fan. I don't think the Rolls Royce was on offer. To be <laughs> Fantastic. Glenn's in Northampton. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. Do you remember the, the Austin Princess? I can, and the Allegro, and oh, the Maestro, yeah. and the Ma- Montego. The Ma- was the, the, which Was it the Maestro or the Montego was the one that spoke to you? I can't remember. My, my mate had one, and, and in the wintertime, we never had a heater, and it, we used to have to open the windows to thaw out the car inside. Beautiful. beautiful. Kids these days, with their, with their heated seats and their MP3 players, oh, they look so smug. <laughs> then what have you called in about? Well, it wasn't. This wasn't me. This was a colleague of mine when I used to work for Gateway Food Markets in Bristol. Yes. Um, the company cars were either red, beige, or blue. Yeah. And lots of them. Strong cars. And they were all the same make. And so my mate said, "I tried to get back in my car the weekend, and they couldn't. Uh, the key didn't work. So I thought I've got to get home. So he got a house brick out of the edge, and as he threw the brick and let go with the side window, he realised it was in his car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Smashed the window, he ran off. Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> he didn't stick around to be a man or leave a note. He legged it. He legged it. Oh, that poor bloke who must have turned up and gone, oh, my car's been broken into. <laughs> Glenn, thank you very much. And Kelly, you have just reminded me, of course, and we don't often look back, but when, you know, sometimes we do when we've got seven minutes to kill. Um, the, uh, the, the, the choke yes. on a car. I could, never, I could never get that to work. I didn't understand it. That, that increased the fuel purity or something, didn't it? I thought that just made it pump round. I don't know. I've got no idea. You had to pull out a little stick, wiggle it around, lock it off. Then you had to release it a bit as you drove on. Yeah. Stupid, stupid thing. Stupid thing, Kelly. You are. Not you. Oh, no, not hey. you. Not you, the choke. Princess. Hey, what? Hey. Did she? No. Tony! Good morning. Morning, Tony. A choke makes the fuel mixture richer. Yeah, you see, I was right. There you go. I right. was right, and Catherine was wrong. Well, I don't Nin- know. 1969. Yes. My then future sister-in-law gave me and my future wife yes. a little Austin A35 car. Okay, very yeah. old thing. It was rusty and rickety, but the only thing we had ever had first car. And at the age, I was 22 then, and so I wanted to show my prowess as an electromechanical engineer to my future wife. Of course, of course. And so I fitted an alarm to the car, not like they are now. It was a, a siren that went off like the air raid sirens. Yeah. Okay. And I decided to make it armed proof. So I boxed it all in with sheet steel and the triggering system and everything else, and it worked off of principle. Do you know when you used to open your, you open your car door and the light comes on? Yes. That's a little switch in, in the door frame. Yeah. So I thought, right, we've set it by that, switch on the side of the car with a locking system. My father-in-law decided to do 
do a favour for us. And yeah. my father-in-law painted the car with the good old-fashioned, remember the name, Valspar paint? No, I don't remember that, Tony. Well, it was as everybody painted their cars with Valspar. Yeah. Okay, so he painted it purple. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It looked nice, though, you yeah, see. I bet it did, yeah. But used a bit of uh, plastic padding for all the rusty bits. Yeah. Now, inside the door itself, where the frame is, where the door fits, yeah. where the switch was, he also decided to cover up all the rust. And he worked for a military establishment, and he got military-grade aluminium paint. So he painted all around the door frame with his lovely aluminium paint and took it down the road for us to get it MOT'd. The paint dribbled into the switch and the electronic system of the car alarm. He's driving along the road, the high road, and the siren goes off. Oh, no! So he jumps out to disconnect the battery. You can't get to the battery because it's enclosed in the armoured plate. <laughs> Flipping it, yeah. Tony! Yeah, so uh, this car's standing there and then the Edmonton police came out and smashed the, the metal box off and uh, disconnected the battery. But this is in the day, of course, when people used to take notice of alarms in cars. Nowadays, yeah. if an alarm goes off, no-one even looks out the window. I'll just turn that blooming alarm off. I think most of North Edmonton thought there was a bomb attack coming on. Yes, sounded like an air raid siren. Tony, thank you very much indeed. No one listen. I remember when car alarms kind of sort of first came in. What mid eighties, something like that, and it was a real. Hey, there's a car alarm going off. Kids would gather around to watch a car alarm going off, and now it's just. Does anybody respond to it with anything apart from um, rolled anger? eyeballs? Exactly, rolled eyeballs. Has a car alarm ever stopped a car crime taking place? I don't think it has. Really, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, a cars. The way they break into cars these days has changed, doesn't it? It's not brick through the window. And or it's not the coat hanger through the door. I, I had to break into my mum's car once because I'd locked the keys in the car and I had to break in with the coat hanger. It ruined the seal. So is Nissan. it that they're harder to break into? Now they break into your house and get your keys, don't they? Yeah, I guess so. Yes, that's car crime sorted. Excellent. Well, and, and next week we'll be uh, solving murders. <laughs> uh, there's a new podcast will be released later on today. If you go to the BBC Three Counties website, you can download it from there. It pops up on iTunes. Uh, it'll probably pop up there maybe later tonight or tomorrow. It takes a little while for it to filter um, through the system. Uh, you can get it uh, by going to iTunes if you type in Ian Lee BBC. It pops up. Uh, they only last up there for about 30 days. So I would say get them while they're hot. And this week's, if you missed Tuesday, Tuesday show. It was only a three-day week, but if you missed Tuesday's show, Kelly Betts wasn't here. She was replaced by the excellent uh, Matt Lockwood. It was like having Alan Bennett's father in. It was. It, it really was. It was a very unique listen, and I think we have a whole uh, Matt Lockwood uh, tribute feature in this week's podcast, so it's definitely worth uh, having a listen to that. If you want to email me over the weekend, you're more than welcome to ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Right, this is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice Glossop. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've just had an update in from James on the A421 in Bedford, Bedford, sorry, heading towards the centre of town. The road is at a standstill at the moment. We're just waiting for further information on that. Uh, also, the A1M southbound, busy going around Junction 7 for Stevenage. And the A5 is still really struggling between Dunstable and Houghton Regis. That's looking busy in both directions at the moment. In St Albans, the Harpenden Road is queuing towards the centre of town. And also in High Wycombe, Marlow Hill looking heavy in both directions between the centre of town and the leisure centre. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 
That's it, that's your lot. Sorry it was a uh, part-time week this week. I'm back on Monday, so don't worry. Justin Dealey's up uh, tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. JBS next. Have a nice weekend. I'll speak to you on Monday. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's nine o'clock, it's a disgusting morning, but on today's big phone-in, I'm asking, do you agree with Nick Clegg that the Queen should be removed as head of the church? Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg has